This is the podcast where we talk about everything sports and wrestling. This is the podcast where goofiness occurs. This is the Rant and Rave podcast, starring Brandon Martin, the young blood outsider Jordy Scow, Eric Lima, Uriel Ibarra, Michael Bombardier, and Andrew Hawking as they talk about everything on their minds. Let the ranting and raving begin. Thank you very much, Alex Paris, and uh, welcome everyone to episode uh, 138 of the Rants and Ray podcast. So glad you could be here this week and even into the month of June. And also, and it was indeed an updated intro by once again the Scorpion Death Drop, aka Leon Calvera, who's currently in the live chat right now. So, big thanks to Leon for making an updated intro for us on that one. And, oh, yes, that too. And, of course, happy Pride Month as well. And with that being said, I am Brandon Martin, co-founder, co-creator, as uh, one of the producers, and, of course, one of five of the show. Next to me, as always, my best friend, the young blood outsider, Jordy Stow. Good to be back here. And this past Sunday was a crazy double or nothing event. I mean, I did not expect it to be five hours and 40 minutes long. And we're going to have a lot of topics for you tonight, including what we're going to be talking about in just a few moments after, in, in regards to last night's MG. You know what? I would say it's bad luck to open an umbrella in the house, but considering you're, you know, considering how you know you need to have a green card, I don't think think it's possible because you don't get get to have raindrops falling on your head. Instead, you know, Friday the Thirteenth is usually my lucky days. Yeah, except if it's on Rainbow Month. Oh yeah, Happy Pride Month. Yes. Never up. Oh, it's raining outside. I mean, as you can tell, at least as you can tell from my side, it's you, you can literally hear like the raindrops like I'm going through my windows. But either way. But yes, indeed. And also with this is our uh, other co-host. We'll first start off with Mr. Eric Lima. Episode 138, America, what's going on? Rant and rave. That's right. I am here. I am live. We're doing this, and we're doing it very, very well. And uh, three weeks from tomorrow, Capcom Finding Collection cannot wait to get it. By the way, I got a quick message to USPS, UPS, and, I don't know, FedEx, and maybe DHL. Hurry the hell up with my package, you pricks! Wow. Mean, well said. <laughs> and, of course, also with us is Mr. Michael Bombardier. Oh man, it's good to be back. It's been a crazy two weeks, but I am back regardless. And by the way, Friday the thirteenth. Are you sure it's not Friday the thirty third? Oh, 
No, but if it's but if it's Friday the third teeth, you'd you'd have to be Amber Heard. Oh wow. At least I'm not a drag queen. No, and thank God you're not Johnny Depp because you'd make Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, get low ratings by Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't always remember to say that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. This will be the day you always remember as the day you almost caught Johnny Sparrow. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's raining, Matt. It's raining, man. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, oh yeah. I will uh, do that before I introduce the uh, final one. But, yeah, our returning uh, person, though, which we already know who that would be, you know, he's not going to be here for uh, at least uh, this week and next week, but he will be back on the 16th, which in two weeks' time, to make his return Back to the Rant Ray podcast. Yes. Welcome back. Dreams are your ticket. By, by the way, um, if anybody notices, even though Mike's camera's off, still, I was hoping he'd come on here and just actually be red all over because of the sun burning, but he's still pasty and white, so I got some color for him in case he needs, you know, to showcase his, you know, his domestic abuse from the sun. Here comes that, son. Do, 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 do. You're messed it's up with everything you stand for, Jordan. And if it's just red, okay. You know what? If his chest was red, you can ask it him was... if he got a sunburn. If... We can ask him if he got a sunburn or he got into a fight with Gunther. <laughs> it was sunburn. And second of all, I'm, I'm experiencing technical difficulties with my camera. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I thought thought your I thought your cam camera was having technical difficulties with you. Wow, you messed up, Jordan. <laughs> you messed up. <laughs> yeah, well, you forgot good looking too. Natural born colors. And speaking of well, colors, just no, 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 don't, no, we're not going Jordy, there, Jordy, Jordy. Let Brandon finish it off the intros. Go ahead, Brandon. Just go ahead. If you okay, were gay, that will be okay. Well, thank you, Eric. And this time, finally, but certainly not least, the main host and creator of the Bumbling Bozos Variety Program, which you go check it out every Saturday night, of course, at 9 p.m. Eastern, of course, 6 p.m. Pacific. On this person's YouTube channel, which is Uriel Ibarra, aka Ibarra Bro Studios. No, 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 no. Hi, ho, for everybody, Kay Ibarra Bro Studios here, and it's 50% chance of rain at my end, and I am hoping that I don't get like um any internet um issues. But so far, I'm thanks. Thankfully, thankfully, everything is running smoothly. And happy Pride Month, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm gonna see rainbows like um throughout the entire month, which it's my birth month, by the way. In the next coming week, is it gonna be my twenty my twenty second birthday? And next week, Dragon Ball Super is gonna be released on. The yeah, the new Dragon Ball Super movie is gonna be released in Japan. 
and in two months it'll be released here in America. Yeah. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Enough of the bullshit. We gotta get we gotta talk about this because this happened last night on Dynamite, and I know a lot of people have been buzzing about this ever since. And it doesn't really surprise me that AEW's YouTube did not put it as the number one moment of dynamite last night because they're trying to make somewhat of a story out of it because they don't want to acknowledge said you know promo if you haven't um watched dynamite last night and i'm fortunate for those who didn't i'm you know i strongly suggest you watch it before watching this but if you want to be spoiled that's fine last night on the Fallout uh, show of AEW Dynamite after Double or Nothing, and after the first, you know, match, mind you, of the show, which was really not pleasant, but still, moving on, MJF came out to the ring, and we thought he was going to whine, moan, and bitch, and complain as usual, and do a few cheap roasts, uh, you know, but that was not the case. Now, rumors had been going around that he was that he had like left, like walked out on the show on the, on the pay-per-view this past Sunday or the meet and greet on Saturday. But he, and then he, and he was asking Tony Khan if he could have more money considering how all the other XWE guys he's been bringing in have been getting paid more than he has, which is kind of like a, like a crime, you know, and a travesty to say the least, because MJF is one of the top heels in the business. I mean, love him or hate him. And I mean, like you got to admit, he knows how to do his job. Even Eric can agree with me on that one. Get, Cause he knows how to do his freaking job. But if there's one thing that I think maybe me and Eric and maybe the rest of us can agree with is that he is the most hard working employee within the roster of AEW because he puts everything into his work on the mic in the ring and everything when it comes to this business. He never breaks kayfabe. And last night, instead of cutting a kayfabe-like promo that is somewhat similar to roasting, you know, whether it was Wardlow or someone else, he decided to do a full shoot work promo on Tony Khan, the owner of AEW. And by God, did he let loose... He even brought up good points as to, you know, of all the stuff as to why he's unhappy, why he doesn't want to work there anymore. And on top of all that, on top of all that, he even then bashed the fans because a lot of the fans, just like a lot of the boys, thought that he was an unprofessional POS. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to, you know... I'm not going to lie. I thought he was he was being unprofessional. At least that's what, you know, the readers like me on, you know, WrestleZone and all those other places would think. But the problem is we didn't know if this was just a, you know, if this was a, a serious situation or, or work. We never know what MGF's going to come up with because he's the kind of guy who never breaks character. You just never know. But this past Sunday, he took a lot of power bombs. And, yeah, he took like a man. <clears throat> Eric should know more about that. Um, but 
regardless, he went out there, called the fans uneducated marks, and he even went out on the fans, the wrestlers, XWE guys who work for the company now, Tony Khan, and you know what else he did after afterwards? He demanded, instead of waiting for 2024, he demanded Tony Khan to fire him. And he and he also said this, I want you to fire me, you effing mark, calling Tony Khan that. You just fire me, fire me until his mic got cut out and he throw and like he throws it on, on the mat. And everybody, everybody was it's kind of funny. And this is what I'm going to call out later on one of my topics. It's kind of funny how these fans, earlier when he was talking, were chanting, shut the F up. But then later, as he kept talking and, stepped, and kept speaking the truth, they are cheering for him. So, you mean, it, so, I mean, like, does that call, I call that, you know, fakeness right there. Because it's, kind, I mean, like, you don't expect me to think that, like, for one minute, you're just against MGF because you thought he was being unprofessional. And in actuality, you're you're booing him and now you're cheering for him because he's telling the truth for once in his life. You fans make me sick from time to time. You know that? So, yeah. All I know is what else is coming? Don't know. But I do know that the best is yet to come and hopefully because here's the thing losing MGF from AEW would be a travesty and the biggest mistake ever because like I've been saying WWE would ruin him if he joined there there's no question about it and as far as everything else goes it would not surprise me if they made a storyline with this now I want now the question we want to know is what will happen in the next few months leading up to this because we all know he's got to be given a world title run. I mean, I don't expect CM Punk's title run to last for a whole year like he did in 2012, you know, like throughout the whole year. I'm wondering if he's going to make – I'm just wondering if MJF is finally going to get his push and actually win a championship instead of winning a crummy ring because he wins a battle royal being the one of one of two guys to be the last man standing and then the next week wins that match just to retain it over and over again. So, yeah, um, that's all I got to say right there to give my thoughts on the moment last night, which was awesome. I'm giving MJF full support. I mean, I may have disagreed with half the stuff he had to pull to, like, you know, exploit some people's deaths. But I got to say, I agree with everything he said last night. I wasn't really against him. I was really just, you know, concerned for his well-being of what he'll do, you know, if he if he had left the company. So, Anybody got some thoughts to share? Our topic, but um, the weather at my place is now a hailstorm. Oh my! MJF okay. was a hailstorm in itself. Good lord! I watched that, and then when he beat, I'm like, whoa! I was like, I was like, you, you, you could. Uh, it's like a it's like a combination of Stone Cold, Bret Hart, and '97 type vibes, because especially '97, uh, '98, Bret Hart '97 went after uh, started Vince uh, started going after Vince McMahon, so to speak, started berating him and all that. 
Stone Cold 98 did the same thing. But it is it's crazy that MJF was getting cheered on. And MJ, because remember, Stone Cold was a heel when he first started out in the WWE. And now, you know, he was getting cheered on in 97. And they, they started taking his side and all. And, um, and now with MJF, it'd be very interesting to see what happens right afterwards. I'd, but do you agree with everything he said last night? In, yeah, I mean, you he want hey, listen, he he's upset about the XWB guys getting paid more money than he did, and he's so working. He's who is the, the he kept who was the next biggest uh, draw, you know, in the company? And I think someone said, uh, I think someone either said uh, Punk or or someone else. I don't know. And then he's like, Nope, you wish. Yeah, MJ, you know, like the Undertaker. I, in the WWE as well, because MJF is the only guy that would never break character. When Undertaker was still active, and he was still in the ring, he never broke character sometimes. You know? Except, and, that, except for one time when he did with AJ Styles, and I recently watched that back, and yeah. I know I didn't watch Raw during the pandemic era, but dang, dude, that was awesome. Yeah, the, the, um, the Undertaker promo he did and with, with AJ Styles, it's like a hybrid between the dead man and the American badass, too. So. Yeah. But with MJF, man, I'll tell you. He said, when he said Max Freeman, he didn't say his middle name, Jacob. He said Max Freeman. I think his real name is middle name is Tyler. And I, Max Tyler Freeman, I think. But when he said Max Freeman, I was like, oh, this got to get. This is going to get very interesting. I thought, you know, he was going to cry about how Wardlow beat him and berate the fans about that. But, but, but I'll tell you one thing. At first, in, in my mind, I'm thinking Wardlow beating him up. Really badly, he might have affected his brain a little bit, but I was blown away though. To be honest with you, if, it, if his brain was blown, don't you think you would have lost some cells not been able to make a coherent sentence in the ring? Yeah, I was like, I was like, at first, it, uh, that's why I, I that's what I thought at first, but then I was blown away. So maybe this would be the push, shit. you know, this would maybe this would be the promo and that would put him over the top, so to speak. And here's the thing, but I'm getting real, you know, and I'm not trying to bash on anybody who calls it this, but I'm getting real sick and tired of it being called a pipe bomb, okay? Yeah. In this business, it is called a shoot. Yeah. It is blending the, you know, reality with a storyline in a form of entertainment to try and get a pop from the crowd and get to go, ooh, and then, oh, you know, like that kind of yeah. deal. to Get yeah. a reaction. Yeah, I understand why you don't want it like, like being called pipe bomb. I have to agree with you there because... You know, because so so like you know an act of like attack on terrorism or something like that. And that's what yeah, you, exactly. Referred to is yeah. like, like, and I understand like, you feel I'm very uncomfortable using that word. So yeah, a shoot. I I, I consider it more of a shoot. You know. Yeah. Oh, it's not that I'm un, It's not that I'm uncomfortable using it. I'm just getting a little sick and tired of it being referred to as that because this yeah. was nothing like CM Punk's pipe bomb back in in 2011. Yeah. This one like pretty much surpassed that. If yeah. we're being honest. Yeah, it's a nuclear shoot. There you go. <laughs> so a the, nuclear shoot. Yeah, there. nuclear shoot because he went he went off. I mean, we get beeped out, uh, but somebody found the um the uncensored version. He calls him F Mark. I'm like, oh boy. Oh is- yeah, oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he he got censored when he said the F, F when he did the F bomb. <laughs> there and there's a bomb for you. Take notes. Yeah, there. So it was. I'm was blown away. I said, "Well, I was, you know what? Here's the thing." Oh boy, I, just, I was laughing when he said, 
boots. You know, I, was, I couldn't help but laugh at that part. You know, they can't lace my boots. He went off, and then I was like, "This ought to be good." So it'll be very interesting to see what happens to, uh, from here, from here on but, with MJF. But still, in all honesty, despite all the stuff that he's done, that's made you a little bit ticked off and very little annoyed. Do you think that he was speaking facts? I think he was. I mean, listen, if you don't get that reaction from a crowd and 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 speak lies about it. He's been speaking. He spoke the truth. You know, it's like paying XWD guys. He's getting aggravated. He. He's not getting any respect, and he's supposed to be healed doing his job, and this was boo him. And then I'll tell you what, like I said, it's gonna be very interesting to see what where if this takes. Somehow him. turns him into a baby face. I'd be impressed. Uh, but here's uh, the thing: I just don't. I just find it very hypocritical for the fans for one minute to start booing him before he even got a chance to say anything, and then start cheering for him after he starts telling the truth. And but this raw, don't mean that uh, this is a dynamite. It took place in L.A., making his L.A. debut. So, you know, fans from different cities can, can have, you know, you know, New York could be bizarre world, especially in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And, so, you know the thing. If I'm bashing on fans that don't even know how to react, then hey, just boo me. I mean, I don't care. Right. I'm tell. I'm just speaking how it is too. So, yeah. And you people can't tie my shoes. <laughs> it was it was quite the hailstorm that uh promo. Well, that that's nothing compared to the hailstorm that that Ibarra is getting. Yeah. Um, Mike, as you can tell, um, it's raining really hard. Okay, now oh, it's raining, man. So you're gonna so you expect me to see it like um I'm muting and muting my mic like over and over again. Uh, well, Mike, what, like... what's, your, what's your um what's your thoughts about all this regarding MJF's? Uh, shoot. That was like CM Punk way beyond another level. I I agree. Way beyond another level. I mean, this this really topped it for me. I hope this sends him to a world title shot. Yes. I was talking to Romy earlier this morning, or maybe it was this afternoon, and he's and he's thinking that this should have, you know, MGF to win the title from Punk. But I was, but I'm wondering, is he going to win it from him at All Out this year, or what? Because I can't, I can't picture Punk holding on to that belt for a whole year. I can't, I, I can't. As much as I, I mean, I got no, no I got nothing against Punk except for the fact that he's being a little, he was a little sloppy last night in the opening bout. But we'll get to that soon. I just don't picture him holding that belt on holding on to that belt for an entire year. I just don't see that. What's up? Now we get oh, now hang we on. Get to the, to the hey, main hang on. Okay, Dennis is what's up. Okay. This is what Ben's this is what Ben did. Ben sent like this really scary pick and then it said and then the bottom it says um David's future wife. Oh boy. Or hang on, let me let me show it to you. Oh my god. David's future wife. I can imagine what Ben's got up his sleeve. Oh, that's a good one. That's baby bop. <laughs> baby bop. Wow. The freaking yeah, but the freaking blanket. Hang on. Oh, okay, there. There it is. There it is. 
Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. David is what you get from running your mouth. But anyway. Yeah, thumbs yeah, thumbs down. Yeah, you're like Roger Ebert. What what um what is your response in regards to MJF shoot? I have to say this. Oh my god, you know, I you know, from last night though. You know, MJF uh, stated the facts, though. You know, I have to say, with him, you know, I think this one was the better, uh, you know, shoot than, you know, Punk, though, back in 2011. It it took it took to another level. I mean, my God. You know, if he wanted, and I can understand if he wanted to get released and all that before 2024, I get it, but it's like, I mean, it could get into an opportunity again with the uh, AEW world title, you know. I mean, as mentioned, though, you said earlier, Jordan, I would say this. If he could get, like, you know, if I know Punk won the title, which we'll get to more on that in a moment. So, I mean, if MJF wins that title, that would... You know, he becomes. I mean, I'm not not saying he could become the youngest though, but he would be like at least could become a world champion on on his behalf though. You know, at least winning a title. You know, a major title in the business itself can even boost his uh, you know, his uh potential even more better. Than he was ever before, though. I mean, at least he at least he got a shot though with Moxley, you know, back in those pan- pandemic days. But on the worst pay per view of the year for AEW. Yeah, my gosh. And I do not want to get that started. But I mean, that match with Moxley though, it wasn't too bad though. Oh no! But, it, oh, it wasn't a bad match. I mean, I mean. Props to both of them. I just think yeah. that as a total in its entirety, it's really not what I'd call the most memorable pay-per-view event in AEW's history. No. But I mean, hopefully, it's gonna be saying in my and what's next for MJF though. I mean, he I I you know, I would say for what's next is to go after that AEW world championship from Punk. And I'm and I'm wondering, is it going to be at all out? Is it going to be at full gear? Is it going to be at next year's Revolution? Like what? Like I'm I'm in I'm in some I'm in suspense, you know, of wondering when is that going to happen? Because I don't want to. I mean, as much as I like CM Punk, the thing is, I don't want to see him carry that belt like he did with the WWE title in his last reign. I mean, like, no offense to him, yeah. but he, I don't expect Punk to carry the company on his back for a whole year or two. Probably not. But, but we do know one thing. We have confirmation that that with that official loss, where he actually lost a match in the ring, you know, um, MJF, like an actual match where he got pinned clean, that could have 
could have been the spark that lit a fire underneath his arse. Oh, yeah, it did. Blood and Guts is going to be on Dynamite. Yes, yes. Um, that that will be um, that will be something right there for. Oh, and then there's the Road Rager, you know. Yep. But yeah, that's all I wanted to get out of the way because it was this was a very important topic. I just got to say, MJF, if you could like, I know we've had our disagreements in the past, so I know you would care less, and believe me. So would I, but the thing is, out of respect, and even though you don't want it, but I'm giving it you, you know, because, well, I like you now because of what you did this, you know, last night. All I'm going to say is either get your money or get or get the title or get both because, after all, you've worked hard for the company since the first episode of Dynamite, including the very first pay-per-view. So, yeah, go for it. Yep. Go for it. So, yeah. That's all All needs to be said right there. Um, Let's go ahead with the fun fact of the week, shall we? Well, yeah. stop raining. Ha! Huh. It really yeah. was a quickie there. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Chris tap out. Who made Chris tap out? Tap, tap. MJF. Oh, MJF McCri- Oh, well, there's that. Oh, yes. But, yeah, for this, uh, last week we uh, talked about what the Pringles aren't actually potato chips. However, this week, though, going into this, it's really, it's going to be very interesting. It is, says the following. Showers really do spark creat- creativity. Wait, say that again? Showers really do spark creativity are we talking like a shower like you get from you know from outside like as in rain or are we talking about showers you get you know when you bathe when you bathe holy crap no wonder i get more creative ideas when i shower i shower every night oh i'm about to to say if it's like rain if it's like showers as in raining then my god my god this is is the first time i was creative on this show yeah but the, yeah there's yeah. a thing called shower thoughts so wait yes. a minute that just remind me zach dyricks has shower thoughts too <laughs> you don't i don't know if you know this you bar but he he posts these shower thoughts on, on uh, facebook oh hmm. have you not seen them i think I, I think i've seen like one or two of them <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to make him look weird, but I think it was funny that he's thinking about other people, like people like us, while he was in the shower and he's having thoughts, you know. And like awkward, but now I'm starting to understand. Now I'm starting to understand. Is it the good kind of thoughts or the bad kind of thoughts? Good. I'll let I'll let you be the judge of that. Yeah, I am. I am known to be a pretty critical guy, so. Uh, but yeah, uh, more to this, which, where it says again, the following, which is showers aren't just good for your hygiene. They're good for your creativity too. And it says for a 2012 study published in the journal psychological science, researchers gave volunteers creativity problems to solve, follow, 
by a period of rest, where it says, during that period, some were assigned demanding tasks, while others did simpler tasks that allowed their minds to wander, just like a shower does. Those doing the, the simpler tasks during the resting time were more likely to solve the original creativity problems. Hmm. And that's that. I mean, sure so what do you guys think about this? Sure, that sounds like a good time to go. Oh, I get, and I know what you'd be singing, Ben. Stay in love, stay in love, ha, 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 stay in love. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Look, it's a piano. I'm freaking dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. What's our thoughts on that? Yes. Honestly, I always wondered why I always had something invigorating and something, you know, and something, you know, inspiring, you know, come out from my head when I'm doing stuff, you know. Yeah, and and it's because I take showers a lot. Well, now I know why. Yeah, I can attest that. Usually when I hit to the, usually when I'm like taking a shower, I, I would get like ideas on what on what I'm gonna do tomorrow. Ben. Oh, god damn it, Ben! Oh god damn it, Jordan! No, not Ben! God damn it, Jordan! <laughs> wow, interesting. Yes. Oh, good. Who god. his mom? Oh. <laughs> Usually there's one person who wants to give Oh my god and then and then you have to say my mom mom right Ben well here's the thing that's not who he's referring to but thank you for trying to guess That's that, there that's an inside joke even though it's kind of, of a lame inside joke but... Cleanliness before usefulness hey can hey Cameron and you're right Hey, yes. Cameron Dobson. I saw him yesterday. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Conley misses next is next to manager. <laughs> oh, in front of, front of the front of SpongeBob movie. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Promotion. Speed up. Uh, and then, and then you, you see Squidward taking a shower. Oh. Uh, cleanliness, exactly what you call Brandon when he twerks. So everybody's what? been all about air no. twerking. Now, now we're all about Brandon. Uh, I'm sorry, that was badly tied. Oh. Next thing you know, we're going to be called the Brave, Brave Twerk Cast. That means that's if Twizy needs more sexual things in that in that platform. Is there anything to my name? Something that's hard and paint that you can use for you know for you know sexual moments. Might as well might as well put it, might as well put the R rating for this. Yeah, because that would be because that would give people you know the extinction of you know that we are you know. You know, full of you know bootios, I believe. <laughs> oh, the, good. like the cereal. Oh, speaking of cereal <laughs> and, and bootios, Eric. 
Still got that? Still got that laying around the Bootyel cereal? Yep. Ben, if Ben, if everyone's a Miley Cyrus, does that make you Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> Anyone will kill to be Thor. No, no, not someone with your name. I mean, I saw you yesterday in the live chat, you know, during that uh, thing when I was doing the, and now the verdict live stream with the, you know, it had Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's, you know, closing moments of the verdicts. Yeah, ever, ever since ever since when I heard Johnny Depp one, I was smiling throughout the entire day. Like I couldn't, I couldn't wipe, I couldn't wipe this smile yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, freaking Hannah Montana. That's a yeah. kid I couldn't stand that show. So, what's your thoughts on uh, showers? Get gives you, you know, um, about about showers. You know, giving you better thoughts here. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, why not? Shower, you know. Wait, do you take showers? Unfortunately, once a week, because when you have so many uh, people in the house, it's hard uh, for me to, you know, wanting to take a shower. It's so hard for me to uh, find the time. And usually I do it, it's like Saturday night. <laughs> you know, Saturday night showers, like late Saturday night, even in the middle of the night. I have to go up and get take a shower. Hmm. Because it is tough, because, you know, you try to go to the bathroom, someone's in there. Well, back up again, someone else is in there. Come on. But uh yeah, you know, being um being creative after taking a shower, that's a pretty cool concept. I kinda like it. Sometimes I can yeah. be creative without even taking a shower. You know? Sometimes things will come to me and go, Oh. Or if it's raining outside when showers, you get inspired there. Well, I don't know. I mean is, I mean it, it was already raining at my place. So like me, I, I usually like uh, I usually like to change it up, change it up a bit. I I would take a shower like at night, and then I would take a shower at the morning. Yeah, usually, so. when I take the morning, I would just like clean just everywhere. Like I I I would grab like the um, like the body wash and just scrub myself. Yeah, I can you know. It's do, like, you you know do you use that little brush thing, or do you use a little little um sponge thing that you have to wash yourself with? The floofer there. I, I forget what. Yeah, called. yeah. I, I usually use the brush. So, anyways, that feels yeah. good when it's scratching your back, doesn't it? Yeah, sometimes being creative, being creative, really does help. Not just by showers, but you know, yeah, you know, like, like I'm going to be moving my new room soon. I don't know when the de-letting in the house is going to happen, but I have creative ideas of what to do in my new room, where to put things, and how to display things, and all that. You know, I'm trying to go up to the new room right now. It looks like a storage room. Well, my, most of my stuff, like 85% of my stuff in there, I just look around and go, okay, all right, here's what I'm going to do, here's what I want to do, and all that. So, either way, you know, whether it's be taking a shower or moving to a new place or something like that, your mind gets creative. And I think that's going to be, and the creativity is very important. And that's why yes, we yeah. all are here and all that. So, that's what I get. Yeah, loofah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the word, loofah. Loofah, there you go. Thank you. A loofah. Lufa, Lufa. I was wondering what the, I was like. I thought it was a falufa, and I felt like I'm talking. Lufa, bofa, that actually rhymed. So, lufa. I just thought, yeah. thought of a new word now. Hey, there we go. We can change the name from rant and rave to lufas on the so. Lufus no, 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 no. That's like not that. what I mean. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, bofa's on the sofa, lufas in the shower. There we go. Lufa's on the pool. I'm just. Uh, what else? What are we gonna wear? Both. I think of, uh, back in the day when I was a kid, 
Like you fart, like you like a boofa, you know? Yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. hey, stop laying, stop laying a boofa. Stop farting. You laying a boofa. <laughs> I think it's a Portuguese for fart. In English. There. I just oh, really? I just had to send Romy something, you know, so that. Lufa sofa. Lufa sofa. That's a new one. What's next? All right. I mean, with that, that is the fun, your fun fact of the week, which is pretty interesting, you know, when, uh, man. Take a Take shower. A oh, Take I got an idea. It just came to me. Why? The water is falling on my head. Yeah. Rain jump skip falling on my head. <laughs> Do you spark creativity. Very interesting. But, yeah, I'll do that for this fun fact of the week. And now we move into all from this past weekend to this week of the wrestling news of the week. And, of mm. course, we will go in, as always, chronological order mm. before the lead-up, which it was the uh, – it was the uh, final stop before, uh, of course – Double nothing, which we'll get to more on that in just a moment. So AEW Rampage, as always, for that. Uh, this first match start off with the American Dragon Bar Brian Danielson of the Blackpool Combat Club goes up against Matt, Matt Seidel. And, of course, winning of that one, uh, Brian Danielson getting the win, no problem whatsoever. And then we get to move on from the next match, a tag match, where they dressed up as like the uh, Hardy Boys back in the day, though, where it was, of course, the Young Bugs of Nick and Matt Jackson. And they brought out with them Gangrel, and they were trying to, you know, reminisce off the, the new brood when the Hardys joined Gangrel, you know, against Edge and Christian. Yes. And, of course... They were going up against Taylor Rust and John Cruz. And with that, no problem whatsoever for the Young Bucks getting the win on that one. And of course, after the match, uh, the Young Bucks ambushed Gangrel. And then, however, the Hardys came out, though, confronted the Bucks in the ring. So they, of course, Hardys were about to nail the Bucks with a twist of fate, but then Brandon Cutler will. Hit Matt and Jeff from behind. Then, of course, Gangrel with that good old DDT on that one. Which we now know where Edge got the education from. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, of, yep, of course, Jeff smashed Brandon with that swanton bomb. And, and then, as mentioned, uh, one of the matches, which, will, of course, I mentioned, we'll get to more of that in a moment. Where it was backstage, Allen would challenge Kyle O'Reilly to a match, for, of course, at Double or Nothing. And then we get into this next match. We have the acclaims Putnam Max Caster with, of course, Anthony Bowens, along with Billy Austin and Colton Gunn of the Gun Club. And, of course, they're going to go up against Dante Martin. Is that a fusion between you and Dante Pittman? <laughs> Fusion. Ha! He sure as hell ain't no dance god. He's more like the shit god. <laughs> Let's be real here. 
What do you think? But with that, though, <laughs> and of course, Aubrey Edwards ejected the acclaim and the gun club from ringside area, which, of course, Dante Martin will pick up the win over Max Caster. Then after that, America, American top teams of Dan Lambert, or Dan, what I've just done to Vince Russo Lambert, and of course was out with All Eagle and Ethan Page to present the replacement title of the TNT Championship, which is the champ, Scorpio Sky. And it, real, though, it looks like the Los Angeles Lakers version of the TNT Championship. So that's why, why, why it looked a little strange with that purple and gold stuff. Oh, he's from California. That's why, too, so. Yeah, I don't understand why do they keep making these re, like these makeups and these redesigns of the of the strap. I mean, and and the and the coloring of the ribbon. I'm like, like, I, is this like the Intercontinental title? Like, because I know I remember the Intercontinental title had more color straps than any belt design I've ever heard and seen. I have to agree with you there. I mean, the Ultimate Warrior had one with the yellow, with the yellow strap. Shawn Michaels. Yellow. And, someone had blue, and then there was white, and then it came to black. Wasn't Shawn. There- Shawn that- Michaels came with the blue, like a uh, turquoise aqua color type belt, sky blue, and then he had the white belt too. Yeah, at a time. So, but then yeah. after that, um, uh, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. Now, here's the thing: what I've heard, they have, they don't have heat, as in you know, fans booing them because they're the bad guys. They actually have like, you know. Like, what's that word? Was it? Is it like uh, X Pac heat? Yeah. yeah, I think the reason why is because Sammy Guevara did that whole uh, per, uh, proposal to that, his then girlfriend Pam, and then all of a sudden it turns around and starts dating Ty Conti. What? That's why. That's why I think that's why they get Sammy Guevara got booed. It's for that reason. So, you know, oh. and they think he was being a hypocrite. She you know her and all that. Like, like they know, right? They know. They like, like these. Some of these idiot fans know about love. Come on, seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure. You know, I, I will I say, though, I don't even have a girlfriend in my life, and I've seen this done. Well, you know what? I can understand though, because if if I was him, I'd stay heel for a while, though. You know. That was a dick move. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. But yeah, they uh they smashed a glass casing and pretty much stole some MMA championship belts. Yeah. B- yep. The BMF title, of course, the the UFC title, the old lo- the old version of that title. You know what we should have? We should have like an R and R championship that actually has that design. Mm. Oh yeah, but still, I'm still yeah. fixated on making an R and R championship based off the original TNA Heavyweight Championship, not the one presented in 2011. I'm talking about the first one after they had, you know, they oh, stopped yeah. using the Heavyweight title. Yep. Oh yes, I remember what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yep. And of course, uh, and then it turned into a trios match, though, which uh, again we'll talk more on that. Which 
It involves, of course, Ty Conti, Sammy Guevara, and Frankie Kazarian, along and taking on Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Page Van Zant, or you know, in Michael's case, Lonely Fans. Of course, Lonely Fans. <laughs> Hashtag Lonely Fans. I'm not gonna lie. When we get that match, that match. Yeah. Here's the thing. The the chances of that match ever, you know, making it in the New York Times or being match of the year were slim and none. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, um, you know, Romy's ability to lose weight, but that's a different story altogether. <laughs> oh yeah. Freaking fat ass. Wait, what? <laughs> Dante's not part of our, our uh podcast, Lauren. Wait, are we gonna bring in the world today? I mean, really? Yeah, but either way, well, you you think so, but the thing is, there's a reason why I call myself, you know, the last name, but that's personal. Now, the the Jordy name is obvious. Credit to Sophie uh, MX, by the way, love you, love, and also mm-hmm. she she's the one who pretty much came up with the name, and everyone else started calling me that, and it started to stick around. So, you know, yeah. All right, and with that, though, there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event, which it is the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament semifinal match, hmm. where it was Chris Statlander going up against Ruby Soho. We all know the outcome, and yep. Ruby Soho, she rolled... Yep. Uh, Statlander up, and then she cut a pretty good promo before the end of the broadcast. And this was, and this started at six thirty p.m. when the when the when the the broadcast started. I thought it was going to start at five thirty p.m., but thankfully it started at six thirty. So that way, Alex, you know, who's in the live chat, was able to join me and Eric, you know, to be a part of the show, so we could give our predictions. Yep, and of course, you know, with me. Uh... Yeah, you had you were already gone from uh from your neck of the woods and heading to Portland. Yep, and which I'll I'll get some more on that once we get to those that one topic, which I got a lot of things that I want to talk about. But that's either here or there, but that'll do it for uh some rampage. And now Last Sunday's AW Double or Nothing. If you guys didn't know, I covered the whole event from beginning to end. And I'm not going to say it was the greatest AEW pay-per-view, but I will say it was the most stacked pay-per-view event I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. 12 Mm -hmm. matches on the main card. One pre-show match making a total of 13. Never... They had never, ever have had a lot of matches in one card on a pay-per-view until this night. And I'm telling you, I did not expect to go five hours and 40 minutes of that. And I I literally went to bed like around 1.30 to 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. And of course, this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
four hours and 40 minutes of the pay-per-view itself, but five hours if you count the buy-in. Yeah. I, I cover well, everything. I don't sugarcoat it. There you go. So, yeah, speaking of which, the, of the buy-in, we have the Acclaim and the Gun Club uh, came out, announced, you know, didn't, of course, Matt Caster was doing his uh, rapping and all that. And then Word live. Course, wait, oh, wait, that's, no, oh, wait, no, never mind. No, it's, yo, listen, yo, listen. Yo, listen. <laughs> yo. Yo. <laughs> and then he does a little Too much rap. wrestling. You can never have too much wrestling. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they uh, did, Matt Caster was doing his rapping as always, and then, however, the Gun Club, on the other hand, was uh, doing that uh, raw pay-per-view uh, names and all that. <laughs> I was like, you guys are idiots. And then like, finally, oh, yeah. And they are ass boys, all right. <laughs> and Bowens finally got the pay-per-view name correctly. Because these ass boys couldn't uh, get the name of the pay-per-view right. <sighs> and yeah, they're getting the itself, in a moment. The ma match itself wasn't really a spectacle. Because it was obviously for comedy and, and all that. But I will oh, say, though, once Hook got in the ring, I'm telling you, he went all in, no pun intended, for the first event that pretty much innovated AEW to start. I mean, I, felt, I, I didn't know who I was watching in the ring. I didn't know if I was watching Hook or his old man, Taz. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And which, uh, speaking of which, it will be a tag match, which is the following of Premier Athlete. Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling going up against that Hookhausen, very nice, very evil Danhausen, and Hook. Davis, get the PT Cruiser. They go the ass boys. This is what hey. I. Why have this is why I don't like having non wrestlers being in a wrestling ring. You just never because you never know if they'll might screw up or botch. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it was. But it was. But it was entertaining, nonetheless, for some people. Me, personally, I thought it was pretty intriguing. I was more into wanting to see what Hook would do because I could care less about the other competitors. Yeah. And that, it was a no problem, which uh, Hook Housing would get the win on that one. And before they start at the start of pay-per-view for the main card, of course, good old J.R. Jim Ross joins on the commentary and all that. And then we get into the main show itself for Double or Nothing. The first match to start off the show, which it'll be, shows the following of Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF, <laughs> a.k.a. Stupid Chicken Boy. Now, everybody was booing him. Everybody was calling him, you sold out. When actuality... We didn't know at the time because no one, I mean, there's no telling what MJF's going to do. But it, Wardlow, I, I, I pictured him, I pretended as if he was Goldberg. But then again, he's kind of more talented than Goldberg, no offense. And, yeah. and the thing is, he, I mean, you could tell those fans can chant, Wardlow, Wardlow. And then, you know, 
you can probably hear that Goldberg theme, you know, like, can anybody, listen, somebody chant Wardlow while I'm doing that. There we go. So, yeah, we got, I think we had like, did MGF get like 10 power bombs? Yeah. He got yeah, yeah. 10 power bombs. After and the trying to Molly and we love it. I love it. Yes. After trying to squeamish and squirm his way out of it, even trying to use the dynamite ring, which got taken away from him when he got yeah, Bryce Rensburg. Right. That was that was hilarious. Bryce Rensburg wore looking at him going, What do you think you're doing? <laughs> yeah, I'll confiscate that. Thank you. Puts in his pocket, pats him on the head. Good luck. And, and then and then MJF gets power bombed ten times. Got I mean his back on after that that one. And then Wardlow gets the W. He's now officially yep. all elite. Uh-huh. Yep. And, of War course, dog. the chance, you know, to uh, freaking – Yeah, uh, seven minutes. And you know what? It was seven mi minutes wor worthy for the fans to see a massacre. And you know what? They got what they wanted. I know Eric got what he wanted, too. I was laughing so hard. It was great. But that was that was until this until last night. Yeah, but until – We already covered that. Yeah. Yep. And then we get into this next match, which is a tag match, which is, as always, the Young Bucks, Nick and Mac Jackson, accompanied by, as usual, Brandon Cutler, taking on the Hardys, Jeff and Matt Hardy. Of I, course, do enjoy, I do enjoy the Hardy boys, but this match, it wasn't one of their best, but I did like it in some cases because of a certain moment, but I'll get to that in just a minute. Yeah. And of course, Ring of Honor commentator Caprice Coleman joined for joined the broadcast team for this match alone. I mean, with that, in and I thought the Bucks were gonna do it, but with that, ending yeah. it out with the uh, Jeff ending it with the Swanton bomb onto Nick, and of course, getting the win for the Hardys. The thing is, we also knew. The, th the thing is, we there were some problems going on with Jeff that he was being a little sluggish. I mean, truth be told, I mean, I think he hasn't had time to heal or adjust since that Darby Allen match, and that's why he didn't compete last night on Dynamite because he was way too banged up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was thinking, like, if they had given him, him time to heal up, you know, and recuperate, he would have been able to, like, you know, been able to have a good match, you know, because I feel like, I feel like most people think that they're being past their prime when actuality they're just getting slower for their age. That's it. Oh yeah. And it's not their fault. And besides, mm -hmm. I think Hardy can still go, Jeff. I mean, I just think that little stunt with, you know, Darby Allen, I think he still hasn't gotten over it. Oh yeah. But I will say the only redeeming quality and I and I will say though that it was crazy for him to do so. And I think this is what could have caused him to also miss this past, uh, this like last night's uh, match. Uh, he did a swanton bomb on one of the butts while one of them were on the steel steps. If you and you could and you could tell my reaction when I reacted to it, it when when the match was going on. 
and understand why I was thinking, like, don't do it. Don't do it. And then he did it. Yeah. But I did like it because the fact that Hardy, despite, you know, everything else, he was trying to do what he can, you know, you know, despite his efforts. So I can't really blame a guy for wanting to do his job. Yep. Because it's his passion. Yes. And then we get into this TBS championship match as Jay Cargill defends her title against Dark Orders Anna Jay. Okay. I'm not going to lie. This match was not even close to being good. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, she was actually having a good match, you know, when she faced off against that newcomer. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I'm dead serious. She had a good match, you know? Yeah. And people can, can, can chastise her all you want. She had a good match. I mean, Alex saw it. Uh, Eric saw it. I saw it. I think you saw it, too. Yeah. And it was actually a well-decent, good match that she's ever had, you know, as TBS champion. But this match right here wasn't nearly as close to being one of her best. The, only, the only significance in that match was the arrival and debut of Athena. And yeah, the, that's the only significance right there. As for the, as for the rest of the, of the match with her and Anna Jay that night, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'd give – I mean, I think a wrestling critic would probably give that a, a 0 0.5 out of 5 or a 1 point or a 1 out of 5 for star ratings. Yeah. And let's I mean, not forget Malcolm Bivens. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's going back to his old name, Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But then all of a sudden, as you just uh, mentioned, um, Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, trained by, by uh, two-time Hall of Famer uh, and uh, six-time, 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 six-time world champion. And, yes, five-time WCW champion as well, um, which is counted with the six-time title reign. It's <laughs> booked to and I gotta say, I was I was impressed, but that was the only surprise appearance I think that that was on that night, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was anything. Into the, there, there was nobody else that came out the surprise appearance. Yeah. Only those two. That's what. That's mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. And then we get into this uh, trios match, which involves Death Triangle of Pac Penta Oscuro and Ray Phoenix. We have Alex Abrahentes taking on the House of Black of Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black. It was well decent, but then there is the ending of that match that kind of really, you know, makes you wonder what the hell just happened. And by the way, when you look at um, Julia Hart, she looks kind of familiar with that makeup and those pigtails, doesn't she? Yeah. By the way, I'm gonna get to that because someone made a joke on that on Twitter, but that's just. But I'm just gonna. I'll I'll save that for my topic because I'm about to roast a few fans that need need to tell the difference between a joke and an actual thing that needs to be made out and do a big deal. But yeah, yeah. House of Black. Yeah. They beat Death Triangle again. So. Yep. 
And of course, uh, Julia Hart is now officially the member of the House of Black. So much for the for the ho Hollywood blondes. Varsity blondes. Yeah. Bever varsity blondes. Yeah. With well, the Beverly Hillbillies, whatever. Beverly, <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. The end of two All is right. my favorite. We've seen. And then we get into the Own Heart Foundation Men's Tournament Finals as Adam Cole, baby. As he goes up against the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Samoa Joe. However, refereeing in this match, Mike Kyoto. Good old Mike Kyoto. That's a that was a shame for for WWE just letting him go like that. He can still ref. He can still ref, and he's in great shape. Now, I knew Adam was gonna win, obviously because I picked him. But you'll understand why once we get to the next match because we already know Adam won. Yep, and it will be the same thing, but this time on the women's side, which of course it involves of Dr. Britt Baker, D. M.G. as always, accompanied by Rebel. No, not Reba. And Jamie Hayter goes up against Ruby Soho, but during that entrance, though, with Fozzie guitarist of Rich Ward played Dr. Bird Baker's theme song and all that. And of course, Rancid played Ruby Soho's theme song as well. That was trying to make it look like as if she could have won. But the thing is, it didn't happen. I still picked Britt Baker. She won, and it was obvious that both it, – it's obvious both guys were – like both Adam Cole and Britt Baker, a real-life couple, would win those those um, respective uh, gender tournaments, you know? Oh, yeah. And, of course, uh, Martha Hart, though, was out there to present the winners of that very own own heart foundation uh, tournament for both the, the women and the men Ju now martha hart i think that was pretty cool with the announcement i know a lot of people weren't too pleased or knew or was not really interested in the predictable you know outcome of both tournaments for prospective genders but i did love the, the speech that you know martha you know gave you know, in regards to the, to the, you know, ending moments of the tournament and the, you know, presenting of the belts. Oh, yeah. Because when you look at those belts, those are like somewhat, what, you know, somewhat a familiar design of Owen Hart's first championship win when he was in Calgary wrestling, you know, under uh, Stampede wrestling under Stu Hart. Yeah. And got to admit, that is a great way to, you know, pay tribute to Owen, you know, in a way by awarding them those belts. Now, I don't, I doubt they're going to defend them like they would if they were mixed tag team championships, if that's ever going to happen. I would say, you know, I would say they would have to be, you know, somewhat, be somewhat put on a mantle as a trophy. Make sure you don't collect dust and use a feather duster or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Batman, I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Is the guy that got to sleep in which which one? 
Him or me? Yeah, these two guys with glasses there. I'm Batman. Which one? What's your bat dad? Jen! Jen! Jen, in your bootios. <laughs> now I really want to see Batman doing a promotion for bootios. That'll, that'll be amazing. <laughs> uh, bat dad, he's on Facebook. He does all these crazy things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. He's funny. Bat dad. He is. Oh, man. All right. Get into this uh, next match. The next trios match of the following of Frankie Kazarian, the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti was going to go up against the TNT champion and Scorpio Sky, Ollie, Ollie, Ethan Page, and Davian uh, Page Van Zant. And as yeah. always, accompanied by America's top teams, Dan, what have I done to Vince Russo Lambert? That match. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see that match because I was busy doing something, but I knew it wasn't going to be that big, big because, like, I don't know if I should go into detail. It wasn't really that big of a, of a deal and a great match altogether. But I will say, though, the stipulation is effective that as long as Scorpio Sky is the TNT champion, Sammy nor Frankie will get a con- – get a title shot for the TNT title as long as he's champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they, and they win no problem whatsoever. And then with that... Oh, by the way, a tweet yes. went out, you know, according to Joe, that because of that, that super kick that that uh, Ty Conti got from uh, Sammy Guevara, yeah, he was he was gonna sleep on the couch that night. That was freaking <laughs> funny. That I I saw that tweet. It was hilarious. I love Ty Conti. She can know how to be funny. Yeah, I think it's a, or, or was she being funny? Oh, she being funny. Oh, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. She, when when she became a heel, and I think uh, AEW really helped her out. Because she was once as she when she was starting to be a heel in the WWE and NXT, she started showing a little bit of attitude, which I kind of like. So, yeah, and then AEW really helped her go over with that. So I think it, and people liked her so much. So, yep. Mm-hmm. And then we get into this next match. Darby Allen goes one on one with Red Dragon's very own Kyle O'Reilly. This was actually a pretty decent showing between both. This was made at the last minute on the final rampage before Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. and despite it being under ten minutes, I was I was impressed with what they showed. Yeah, and we already know who would win that one. Of course, Kyle O'Reilly would get the win with the diving knee. So, and then we get into the AEW Women's World Championship match, which is. La Mera Mera, Thunder Rosa defending her title against the Professor in one Serena Deeb. This match was actually pretty good and a great title defense to say the least. No kidding. I think that he re- they Thunder Rosa really gave it 100% along, along with Serena, and it was practically one of the best women's matches, I think, that a women's title match could have in quite some time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. This card had more women's matches than Dynamite ever showcases. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. And with that, though, of course, Thunder Rosa getting the win. 
over Serenity with that good old Fire Thunder Driver to retain her title. And this match, though, my God, the Anarchy in the Arena match. I have to say, in my view, I'd have to easily call this match of the night if, you know, because this match right here was out of, you know, was like crazy. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it was crazy from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And despite the outcome, I'm not going to lie. I don't care. It was awesome, you know, and I can't. I mean, like, kudos to, to both. Yeah, there's an iconic walk of uh, Eddie Kingston, you know, with the gas, blow bloodied up having a gas can. Gas I'll say, I'll yeah. say it, it, let me tell you something. Even though we know it wasn't really gasoline, here's the thing. Brian Danielson being the, the, you know, compassionate and very, you know, logical of a human being he is, I'm glad that he his character knows from right and wrong and knowing not to set someone on fire just to just to win a match or to go too far to achieve victory, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah. We already know who won. Of course, the Jericho Appreciation Society would get the win on that one. Over the Blackpool Combat Club, along with... Uh, Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. And here we go. Oh, and before I announce the next one, Andrade El Idolo was with Jose the assistant in an office suite where it was none other than Roosh came yeah. along. Yeah, former ROH world champion. And yep. they were known as Los Ingrenables. Yep, indeed. And looks like they're going to be having that name instead of Andrade Family Office. What in the hell, Alex Paris? Hmm? What the what the fuck? Oh boy, Alex Paris struck again. Let's see what he's got to say. I'm using the dark <laughs> web. Of I'm on the air. Don't arrest me. Oh boy. Come on, Alex. Make sure it's oh. an incognito. Well, if he wait, if you use well. If you're white and you're using the light web, would that make you racist? I got mine. Oh, what, 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 what. my bad. Down, down. You're good. You're good. Oh, oh yeah. FBI. Oh, my God. I love you. <laughs> hey, Paris, you want to open up? All right, open wide. Put my foot in it. Wow. FBI, oh. open up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You open up your, my foot up your ass should do the trick. Up your <laughs> anus would do it as well. Shout outs to, to the 25 for gaining 500 subscribers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, that was, yep. Okay. And now back to. Oh. <laughs> That's what you get, Alex. That's yeah. what you get. Don't. David. Back to uh, this, the continuing on with the double or nothing. FBI is going to be called Face Busted In. <laughs> yeah. 
Then we get to the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. As always, that uh, triple threat tag match, which it will be the following of the current champions, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, accompanied by Christian Cage. Then we'll have Team Taz's very own Powerhouse Hobbs and the FTW champion and absolute Ricky Starks. Taking on Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I thought Team Taz was going to win it. But then again, well, we also know that that's the new name for Keith Lee and um, Swerve Strickland is, you know, Limitless Swerve, you know? Yeah. But that's what they should call themselves if they are if they got enough brains to do it. But still, yeah. um, the reason why I say the anarchy in the arena match, you know, is the match of the night because I think that – I think that's true because it provided a lot more, you know, more action and more moments in that match than I think any match did on the card. Well, and if you're going to, and if you want to say what topples it in regards to greatest moments and, and emotional ones, you have to go with CM Punk's, you know, title win, which we'll get to in just a minute. Uh, I think this tag match for the titles was, very good. I think it pretty much made up for other tag matches that we saw earlier on the card. And we actually thought it was pretty intriguing to say the least. Probably the best tag title defense we've seen this year alone. So, yeah. So, with that, uh, Jump Jurassic Express retaining their AW World Tag Team titles. And then it'll be that time for the main event. Which we already know what, what it is. It's for the AEW World Championship as Hangman Page defends the title against CM Punk. Now this match was apparently from from the calcu- from all the statistics. Apparently this match was the longest one in the card to main event. And you know what? I have to think that it should have been because if you're going to have a great, you know, world title defense, make sure it's longer than the previous matches, but don't go for an hour. It was around around for 25 minutes, and I'm not going to lie. There were some spots here and there that looked, looked up a little slow, but here's the thing. You take things slow, and then you pick up the pace. I'm not going to say this match was the greatest of all time, but this moment right here is basically the moment that, really defined CM Punk to give him his well-deserved, you know, celebration and moment in the ring to be known as the top guy. Now, I wouldn't have rewarded him a title just because he came back after, you know, after seven years. But on the other hand, do you honestly think he was going to come back without somewhat of a, of a reason to know that it ain't just about the money. It's also about being the world champion in the company. Because if you're not there to be the world champion, what the hell are you doing in the business? Yeah. But Punk's, uh, but Punk showcased a little bit of emotion when he was given that belt. And you could tell by his face that he was, like, tearing up, you know, when he was given that belt by the ref. And I was like, wow. That's the first time he's ever showcased any emotion when he's won any title because – like, he's never showcased emotion when he won the WWE title, the world title, the ECW title, the Intercontinental title, the world tag team title. Any title he went won in the WWE, he never showcased emotion. 
But for this yeah. title, the the AEW World Title, it, it felt like it, he he felt like you know as if everything has been you know everything has come true for him, like dreams come true because he may have been one of the big four, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very no, which a pump became the new AEW World Champion. So. But that, now, as far as the pay per view goes, there are some things I did like and didn't like. So, and I know some people might disagree with me, but hey, this is your opinion. I'm a little bit tired of giving it a 5.5 out of 10 to a 6 out of 10. And I know some people will say I'm too nice. Well, well, guess what? I'm not always going to be the nice guy. So. I think I'll just say this. I'll I'll give it a five point seven out of five, out of ten. That way it'll be you know cut even. You know. Yeah. It's not the greatest double or nothing, but it's not the worst. Yep. Indeed. So that'll do it for double or nothing for that for this year from last Sunday. Now we get into this. Uh, Matt Cardona says he will be at NWA always ready despite getting the surgery. Hmm. Well, well, it's not called always ready, even though that that's kind of like career suicide if you're just gonna do it after you get surgery. But while you guys, uh, while you keep talking about more wrestling news, I'll be right back. All right. All right, that's fine. But yeah, uh, I think the. I think, speaking of which, he uh, probably uh, torn his bicep at the uh, GCW show in Los Angeles. So that might have happened to that for against uh, Blake Christian. So that's why he's probably going to get surgery on that. So, and he, uh, you know, Billy Corgan and Matt Cardona appeared on Busted Open to discuss Cardona's run in the NWA and provide an injury update. You know, even though they'll have, they're gonna have the surgery and all that. So basically, that, that's. But of course, for him, there's probably no way for him. There's no way, you know, that he is not coming to a pay per view named after, of course, you know, Matt Cardona with Always Ready on June 11th, because he will, he'll still be there. Because don't know what exactly that's going to happen or what's going to go down, that he's going to have the 10 pounds of gold with him, and that's what that's really Billy's decision of what's of what he wants to do. But even though, I mean, even though with uh, Cardona, not at 100%, though, because of what happened during the GCW event in Los Angeles against Blake Christian, probably well, the why the hell yeah. would he go to a, do an event where he knew he could get hurt? Oh, yeah. I mean, and then you would have that title defense so coming up in, you know, on June 11th. But the thing is, I don't know if he'd be able to compete for that because he said he's going to have surgery on that, you know, Tuesday. But the thing is, I don't know if it's going to be at least 100%, though, before NWA always ready. Well, 
That's probably the biggest question of all. If he's really at 100% because of that torn bicep. All I got to say is that if I was NWA world champion, I'd be be more focused on, you know, obligations to the company that I'm the champion of and not with the other indie stuff, especially if you're going to go to Game Changer Wrestling, which is pretty much hardcore hysteria up there. Yeah. And now I'm not bashing on the fans. I'm just simply pointing yeah. out I see it. It's like CZW, only equally, you know, more bloodier and more violent. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. But, yeah, I mean, I would suggest, you know, with Cardona, probably – and I know he would he would probably still be there, but the thing is, even if it's not at hundred percent, but the thing it's like get it's it's called getting rest up, you know. Even though you're still gonna be champion, but the thing is you would have to vacate the title within that 30-day period as being the NWA world's heavyweight champion. Well, not everybody has to follow the rules. True, I would say. You know. And I think that sucks, but... Yeah. yeah. So that's just that for uh, with Cardona, you know, still be there, you know, for at NWA, always ready, despite getting the surgery. So, however, uh, this next one, uh, former WWE star Dakota Kai reveals a new look and confirms a new name. And it, and it now goes by King Coda. It is actually uh, pretty good, though, I'd say, you know, despite getting released, you know, from getting released by the, from the WWE in April, just for non-compete, just ended probably last Sunday. So she can actually uh, wrestle for, like, indie promotions anywhere. If she wants to, but you know, I would say probably, you know, hopefully, they probably do good at the Indies. You know, we'll see what happens to that. But King Coda, I actually like the name though. Look what I look what I just found on a, on a group chat that I'm on. Take a look at yeah. that. <laughs> Who created that? <laughs> uh, I think it was uh, Matt. Um, yeah, the awesome speaker, I believe. Oh boy. Yeah, he yeah. took a picture of me holding this this thing right here, <laughs> and I think he gave me a crown, uh, some blingage around my neck, and I think, yeah, he put. I think he put Arthur's icon right next to mine and put in Jake Scout, put a Kool Aid. Thing oh, right over there to the left, <laughs> and he put in hashtag Gucci bucket hat. <laughs> nice, <laughs> very nice. Oh, oh, wait, I'm on mute. I said it beats up fuckboy bucket head. I forgot I had myself muted. <laughs> and that's, oh, yeah. and you consider that a bad thing. Ouch. Oh, I forgot. You're not David. Oh. 
But yeah, um, moving on from there. Uh, former, current, current AEW star and former NXT superstar uh, Jake Atlas gets arrested and charged with domestic battery. Hmm. Oh yeah, I remember hearing of that. Hey, um, you really are setting a, a great example for you know, for uh, LGBT man. Oh. Yeah. Getting arrested for that crap. That's a no-no on that one. I'm, And, of course, it was a misdemeanor battery, you know, domestic assault. That that it was Atlas was drinking at Big Daddy's Roadhouse the night before. And then when his partner picked him up, Atlas asked his partner to stay and drink with him. Yeah. Not a very good and pleasant idea to do something like this shit. Wait. I just got a theory. Him beating on his own partner, would that be considered gay bashing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, got, you, you may, I, I know you, you got a point, though, I would say, but, I mean, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just speaking, I'm just speaking what comes to mind. I think I just spoke some fact. Yeah. <laughs> gay bashing. Oof. The gay yeah. porn industry is going to have a blast with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and of course, oh, he yeah. wasn't... One yeah. shoe here. Last year, it was an opinion. I wasn't ranting. So mm. some people can put that their pipe and smoke it and stop taking my words out of context. Mm, yeah. yeah, taking yeah. things out of context. They know yeah. who they are. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, man. But yeah, of course. And after that, and if Atlas signed a no contact order that states he must stay away 500 feet from the victim. That he was released from jail on May 23rd. He has a court date in Orange County on June 28th. Of course, he has signed with AEW in January, but of course, he's been out of action with a torn ACL. But still, that is just still no excuse for you doing that, you know. You know, getting intoxicated and all that crap. I get it. But still, you don't do that shit. No, you've got a good point. It's no excuse at all. And if you keep doing that, you will pay the price for that. And I mean, big time. But, yeah. There was another news uh, regarding Lee Moriarty's uh, nephew who got killed in the sh- drive-by shooting. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, good God. Man. That was... When I heard about that, I was like, my word. Here's another shoot. I find it very hypocritical that a certain movement wants to go crazy over a grown man, you know, getting like dying in the street because of the because of arrest from the cops. But when when a little girl or a little boy who's black gets killed, nobody panics or starts riots in the street. Has children become the disdain of our humanity? But adults are the most important thing in our lives. 
I don't care what color you are. I just think that's hip. It's hypocritical that that you guys claim that your lives matter. What about the children? Yeah. True shit. I'm getting real sick and tired of looking at that hypocrisy, man. I'm seeing more signs, and every time I see more, it's 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 always the same, you know. Nobody likes to think about the children, you know what I mean? Well, first, both of us. Yeah. I hope you checked your messenger, Romy, because I sent you something that you know I've you know given you an idea for. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But our heartfelt condolences go out to the friends and family of Lee Moriarty of, you know, because of his uh, nephew and hopefully that they have and seek justice for this crime. Yes. So that's out of the way now. I mean, now we get to AW dynamite last night. Well, we can skip the MJF promo because we already covered that in the open. Yeah. That's not a problem. So, with that, let's go over the uh, the matches. We have the trios match. We start off with the brand new AEW World Champion and CM Punk, to, and of course, teaming up with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions of FTR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. And then we have the Acclaims, Platinum Max Caster, and the Gun Club, Colton and Austin Gun. And with that, it was none other than Sam Punk and uh, FTR getting the win on that one. The match itself was a little bit of a, you know, a botch here and there. I'm telling oh, yeah. you, Punk, should, Punk shouldn't have wrestled after Double or Nothing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He was trying to do that springboard, you know, and all that. He, it was a big botch and a half. I'm like, oh, my God. You know what he should have done? He should have made a story out of it, like like AJ Styles would when it came to trying to do a springboard that he botched up on, and then he turned it into a story, and, and then fans got to realize, wait, is it wait is it a botch or is it a story like of him doing that? You know. Yep. And then, of course, uh, after that, you know, Punk talked, you know, to see, you know. Who wants to go after for the AEW World Title and then and all that that to a New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is coming up this month, though. Yes. Yeah. And you know who who's gonna face Punk? It is known as the Ace of Hiroshi Tanahashi. Out is he the current AEW? Well, not AEW. Uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, or is someone else? Holding no, him? I think I believe uh, Okada. I thought, yeah, okay. I thought that guy was Kaz- um, Kazuska. Kazuska. I can't pronounce that guy's first name. Kaz Okada. Kazuska. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Sorry, Okada, for you watching. You probably can kick me in the face. So, but I don't know what Rainmaker. <laughs> Rainmaker, there you go. Yes, <laughs> that one's gonna be a very good one. Tanahashi and Punk going at it though. But will I, the I, title I, be on the line? That's what I want to know. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're talking about it, they're talking about it being on the line. Yeah, Tanahashi also starred in a uh, common writer, uh, 
movie or uh, series, I think, at one point. Yeah. Well, I, well, I know it wasn't Dragon Ball Evolution. No. Oh, this is Tokusatsu uh, version. It's like a live-action version. Yeah. And then moving on to this next one, uh, Johnny Elite's open contract challenge match. Of course, John Elite was going up against the returning of the Redeemer, Miro. Yes. Miro. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Johnny Elite's uh, um, relevancy just went down the tubes. I'm not going to lie because that, that I mean, like, you had Miro come back and just destroy him. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yep, and of course, which Miro locked in the game over, of course, made Johnny Elite tap out, so he gets the win, no problem whatsoever. Then after that, the uh, wizard, Chris Jericho, walked out with Angela Parker and Matt Menard and Jake Hager of the Pre Jericho Appreciation Society has some things to say that they were victorious and all that other stuff, you know, all that. And, of course, Eddie Kingston and William Regal walked onto the ramp, you know. Yeah, Kingston wants to fight everybody and all that. So that Regal saying, blood and guts. Mm. I mean, they didn't accept it, though. But now, however, it, and, of course, uh, you know, you know what? You know Ortiz got in the ring, Jericho, and took a took out a pair of scissors and clipped off uh, some uh, Jericho's sacred hair, though. And he's got good old possession of that. You know that bad boy. You know. And of course, Jericho was pissed, though, and he wants blood and guts, and he's got, and they got it. But then, of course, that Jericho. That want Jericho wants to face Ortiz. <laughs> Hold on, that okay? No, I usually put on this bandana, but you know what? Since you said that, I'll, I'll yeah, that is a that is a that is a jab towards Amber. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But yeah, uh, Jericho and Ortiz are going to go at it at Road Rager in a hair versus hair match. That's going to be a very good one. And, of course, a footage was shown backstage that was filmed after Samoa Joe's match of Double or Nothing. Again, was attacked by Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh targeted his injured shoulder. And my word. And I know it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, you know. Joe and along with Lethal's Dutt and Satnam Singh, but Amber Turd. Oh yes. That Amber. And I don't worry, it's yeah. Yeah. But either way, um we got this uh looks like a ten men tag team match. We have the AEW World Tag Team Champions of Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Teaming up with Christian Cage, Matt Hardy, and replacing with, originally was supposed to be Jeff Hardy, was Darby Allen. And, of course, they would have to go up against Hikaleo, Red Dragon of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and the Young Bugs of Nick and Matt Jackson. 
Of course, Adam Cole joined the commentary team for this match. And and I thought they were in trouble for that part. But, however, it was none other than Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and Hikaleo would get the win for, for their team. And then, and of course, Young Bucks just pinned the AEW World Tag Team Champions, which Cole said it, you know, right on that one. And then... They would get those titles back soon. However, Tony Schiavone was on the ramp to interview Athena. That, of course, Athena is is officially all elite, baby. And, of course, she was going to go after uh, Jay Cargill and all that. But then, however, Jay Cargill came out with her publicist, Stokely Hathaway. That there will be no challenge. To, of course, there will be no challenge today, though. But of course, Red Velvet and Kira Hogan try to intimidate Athena. Then Chris Statlander and a J to even up the odds, though. And then, of course, halfway or ordered security to usher them out because tomorrow they'll have. Of course, Athena will go one on one with Kiara Hogan. That one's gonna be a good one. Oh wait, wrong Hogan. Oh yes. And then we get to this next oh, match. Oh, by the way, hold on. Shinotu, thank you. Thank you for showing up, Shinotu. Thank you. But, yeah. <laughs> Looks like a recycled like Except for that one match, she wrestled against that MMA woman. Not going Yeah. Oh, yes, uh, Marina Shafir. Yeah, that's the only match she wrestled good in. Yep, indeed. This next match, it was none other than the good old Molly Wop where Wardlow finally gets his theme song back, thank God. And he was taking on J.D. Drake. And with that, no problem whatsoever. Wardlow getting the win. On that, he was uh, approached Wardlow to interview him in the ring. And of course, the moron himself, Smart Mark Sterling, when he had security team with him, of course, served for the legal documents that he would like, and then they will see him in court. However, Wardlow ripped up the freaking, uh, you know, the papers. He's going to make Sterling eat the papers. Yeah. <sighs> smart Mark Sterling. Like More like smart mouth Mark Sterling. Or like smart ass Mark Sterling. <laughs> You know yeah. what? It's all Freeman's <laughs> idea to get all the security. She gets she uh, Freeman. So oh, well wait. Uber. Since Freeman wants out of his contract, shouldn't those security people not be around? Right. Exactly. Yeah. But smart Mark Sterling looks to be a crybaby. Yeah. You heard me, you heard security. We're gonna sue you. <laughs> Go on! Yeah. What are they doing? Hey, Sterling, you're kicking a net. Yeah. Ibarra knows what I'm talking about with that reference. Yeah. Anyways. <sighs> Go on. Yep, thank you. Uh, Lexi there was backstage with the TNT champion Scorpio Sky, all you go to Ethan Page, and American top teams Dan Lambert. You know, discussing this guy's match against Dante Martin this coming tomorrow on Rampage. However, Dante interrupted the interview, said he was going to prove Sky 
that he is better than him. And my gosh, this is going to be a good one. And then we get into this uh, this next one, a tag match of Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter, accompanied by Rebel, and no, not Reba. And then we're going up against uh, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. My girl, I love Tony Storm. Yep. He has more security around him than Angel Hernandez after a ball game. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that, the, yeah, that motherfucker. And I always wonder, why do they call him Angel again? Yeah. Very Spanish name. Yeah, I know, but he ain't no, he ain't no fucking Angel, all right. More like the devil. More like you need no like Christmas Angel. Yep. Christmas Angel. All right. All right. There we go. But then, I mean, it was a good match, though. However, you know, it, it was an upset victory this time where it was the winners of that one was Ruby Soho and Tony Storm were getting the win over Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter. An upset victory, though. My word. No problem whatsoever. And then we get time to the for the main event as John Moxley from the Blackpool Combat Club goes up against uh, Daniel Garcia from the Jericho Appreciation Society. And this match, though, my God. It was good, I gotta say though. Uh, you know, yep, and all, and also uh Garcia though would start to you know you know with the stitches where Moxley had them, you know, was like a pretty good start of a you know, with a good strategy in hand though. With that. And then after that, of course, you know. Moxley smashed Garcia with the paradigm shift and, of course, getting the win over Dan, which Moxley will get the win over Garcia. And, of course, after the match, Moxley said to sign him up for Blood and Guts. So, basically, Moxley is now in the Blood and Guts match. Hmm. And, I mean, my God, this is going to be a very good one. You know... You know, with the Blackpool Combat Club and, of course, some Jericho Appreciation Society. That match is going to be good. That'll be a very good one. That will happen in Detroit, which, of course, that will happen. And I'll be able to make sure next, uh, June, 20, June 29th. There we go. June 29th. Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. Pizza, pizza. Thank you, thank you. Yep. <laughs> so that will do it for uh, the wrestling news of the week. And now we get into this uh, final segment before we go into our usual sponsors, which is the sports of the week, where we first start off, as always, with the MLB that, that the games are happening on for today, which 
it'll show the following. And refreshing that. Okay, there we go. And of course, we have the uh, Angels and Yankees uh, makeup game from June 1st, where the Yankees win game number one over the Angels 6 1. And of course, Tigers getting the win over the Twins 3 2. Rays beating the Rangers 3 1. The Blue Jays beating the White Sox 8 3. The Miami Marlins beating the San Francisco Giants 3 0. And then the Reds beating the Nationals 8-1. And right now, currently bottom in the eighth with uh, bases loaded with one out. Game number two, a doubleheader on that one. So far, Angels leading it one to nothing over the Yankees. And then currently right now, ending the middle of the seventh. So the Mariners and the Orioles tied this up at six apiece. And then right now, the Padres and Brewers going at Brewers going at it. Which, bottom of the sixth now, so Padres leading it 3-1 to one over the Brewers. And then currently, bottom of the fifth with two outs. The runner on third, though, which the Cubs are currently leading over the Cardinals 5-2. to two. Hey, before you continue, <laughs> Tyler, then why is everyone rocking different colored bandanas? Are we in a game war? No, <laughs> Don't no, Tyler, it's a new Power Ranger team called Power Rangers Bandana Force. Well, that's actually kind of weird because then everyone thought I was at one time being a copycat. <laughs> that's well, okay. Yeah. Whatever you want. Now nah, you look bar. more ghetto. It's all right, Bar. You can wear whatever you want. I mean, I don't care. I just put on the Power band. Rangers Ghetto Force. I <laughs> <laughs> just a work for shits and giggles. Yeah. No, it's moment yeah. time, y'all. Hey, don't let me use this dragon sword. He's going to eat you alive, dog. Oh, boy. Brian, continue. But, yes, uh, thank you very much, Jordy. So, as right now, bottom of the fourth with one out. So, Braves currently leading over the Rockies 5-1. And the game will come on in about at least 20 more minutes. It will be the New York Mets and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So that'll be a good one. So that'll do it for MLB. However, we get into the game number one of the NBA Finals, where it's the Boston Celtics goes up against those Golden State Warriors. Right now, though, currently in the second quarter, uh, the Warriors leading over the Celtics 47-41 with over six and a half to go into the second quarter. I could be a very good one to see. As a Celtics okay. fan, I expect this thing to be a dogfight between these two. Right? The Celtics are. Yeah. I mean, they they beat the Nets with no Nets no problem in the first round. Second, between the Bucks and the Heat, they went all the way game sevens, and they 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 got to the finals the hard way. And I know the Golden State Warriors are going to be are a very tough. The last decade, the Golden State Warriors have been good. So yeah. So I expect this thing to. Celtics, I expect the Celtics to be challenged and the first time in a long time in this situation. So we'll see what happens. Best of luck. Uh -huh. Yes, indeed. And now continue coverage of NHL playoffs where it is the Western, it's Western Finals where it will be the Oilers going up against the Colorado Avalanche. Of course, Colorado leading the series one to nothing. 
And so far in the second period, with 115 to go into the second period, Avalanche leading the Oilers 3 to nothing. Hopefully the Oilers can come back and tie this up. Who knows, but we will have to wait and see what happens from there. So with that, that's it for the NHL playoffs. Continue coverage and with Sports of the Week. And with that being said, though, guys, please don't adjust your sets or anything else. Please don't leave anywhere. Just if you want to get your drink with the sponsors, you're more than welcome to do so. But with that being said, though, guys, we will have those usual sponsors. We'll first start off with our good friends over there, Jesse Carter and James Bernard Jr. over there at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. And along with that, uh, Alex Paris talks about the uh, fictitious uh, game show channel called The 25. And finally, we'll have Leon Calavera, a.k.a. the Scorpion Death Drop, talk about his own YouTube channel. So with that said, though, guys, We'll be right back after we take these brief advertisements and with that, right after these messages. So we'll be right back, guys. What's going on, Rant and Rave listeners? Do you like listening to wrestling interviews? Well, you're going to be going to the right place. Come check out my podcast, The Pro Wrestling Shoot, with your host, Jesse Carter, where we do interviews with pro wrestlers, music guests, reviews of current product, and reviews of old product. If you like listening about wrestling, you'll love listening to my show. Come check us out and give us a follow on Facebook at The Pro Wrestling Shoot, Instagram at The Pro Wrestling Shoot, on Twitter you can follow me at Carter Inc., C-A-R-D-E-R-I-N-C, and then we're also going to be doing some live streams on Twitch and YouTube shortly. You can follow us on there at The Pro Wrestling Shoot. Go ahead and go over there and give us a subscribe so that way that you know when we're going to be dropping content You'll be notified right away, and you can get started on the action. Come on over to Anchor.fm to follow the podcast, The Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can also catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's available everywhere. Come check us out. All right, let's get back to what's more important, and that's the Rant and Rave podcast. Are you bored? Are you looking for a YouTube channel that features the best game shows created on YouTube? Are you looking for entertaining TV shows and live streams all created by Alex Paris? The 25 has your answer. We feature the game shows. We feature the most entertaining TV shows. And we have some awesome live streams for you to enjoy. All created by Alex Paris and his wonderful staff. The 25 KPR TV only on YouTube. Are you looking for a channel that has viewpoints you always wanted to say, but were hesitant to say? A channel that does not support censorship from big tech monopolies and promotes free speech, even what's said is controversial. A community that will make you feel like you're part of an actual brotherhood instead of just a number that will be tossed aside at any given time for any rhyme or reason. A YouTuber that does not give a damn what others think of him and will stick to his morals, regardless of the consequences. And a YouTuber that will help out smaller channels that the higher-ups at YouTube has long since abandoned. And a YouTuber that will give you the voice and a platform if you are not given one. If any of these apply to you, 
subscribe to the Scorpion Death Drop, aka Liam Colavera. The content there ranges from rant videos, live streams, open forums, and other upcoming content to enjoy. Scorpion Death Drop, real rants, no sugar coating, no bullshit. Subscribe for daily content. You can follow Liam Colavera on Facebook and on Twitter at templaking underscore sdd. And other social medias will be linked in the description of every upload so you don't miss out on all the action. Leon Colavera aka The Scorpion Death Drop. Subscribe and join the Crow Templars today. And now back to our hosts, the Rant and Rave Podcast. Alright, thank you very much everybody. As we welcome you back to episode 138 of the Rant and Rave Podcast. And now, the usual, usual thing with the one topic from each of us on this panel alone. So I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. There you go. So that way I've already gotten it, you know, over and done with and all that. Because I said I'd got something prepared, you know. Yeah. Now... And it's all about talking about the fake fans. Now, I took way too many screenshots, but I will say, though, that it's pro what I'm probably going to present you people is, you know, I'm just going to read off a little bit from here and there. And, you know. But let me just say this. Of all my years as a wrestling fan, I don't think I have ever seen such oversensitive, nonsensical, such no-good douchebags on the internet when it comes to Twitter. I thought there would be a little bit of a change with the new owner, but apparently some things don't change. This person who goes by the name of Marcus Renville at Renville7Inc. And who on Twitter, who, by the way, I asked if I could use, you know, use this post and, and all the other replies, you know, to prove a point. And he was very, you know, gracious enough to let me do that. So shout outs to go out to him. And uh, also shout outs to go out to him for what he's had to go through personally in his life. And I'm not going to get into that. If you want to know more about what I'm talking about, just go to his Twitter page and you'll understand. So basically, he made this tweet that a lot of people got very, like a lot of AEW shill marks got so overly offended, you know, like saying that AEW, we don't copy WWE. Well, this kind of, this is actually both a joke and somewhat of a contradiction, but it's a joke nonetheless. Now, see this? Mm -hmm. There you see Julia Hart and Alexa Bliss. Now look at the similarities and look at the wording of what it said. It's, we don't copy WWE. It's basically calling out a contradiction while making a joke at the same time. Hmm. But the thing is out of all the people you expect to not think of it as a joke, one certain individual who goes by the name JD from NY206 does this. Ask your doctor if shutting the f is right for you. 
<sighs> Basically, one of the one of the most beloved and very exalted wrestling, you know, critics of all time on social media didn't know that this was just a joke. Hey, JD. You got any thick skin where you come from, boy? I mean, it just so happens you just making this little reply proves that you don't. And this ain't the first time he's done this to, you know, get someone ticked off. But then again, there are times where he's been in the right and there's been times he's been in the wrong. This one, like, dude, it is just a joke. And then other people... They start, you know, just replying, you know, like, like just replying, making it look real stupid. And you know what? Someone, someone made a joke too, saying, saying WWE, we don't copy AEW. And guess what? Look at this. You know, the house of black. Well, look at judgment day. Oh, wow. It's and guess what? I get it. I get the joke. It's funny because AEW copies off WWE, WWE copies off AEW. You know, it's a cycle. I get the joke, and I thought it was pretty cool. And other people tend was getting so butthurt over this one joke. I have like, hold on a second. Let me select this and. Let's see what we got here. Almost there. 74 screenshots of a, of, a, of a smorgasbord of replies of all these freaking little crybaby piss ants for no reason. Some actually got the concept of the joke, but others just wouldn't let the hell up. Ooh. This dude, all he did was make a joke, and Look all of you fake ass fans just want to, you know, acting like you got to protect the freaking company, like a like a freaking white knight or a black bishop, like if you were if you were playing chess, don't know the concept of a good joke, then just know it is not that harmful. And by the way, just so we're clear, White Knight, Black Bishop, that's a joke too. Some people can take that out of context if you want, but understand, you gotta understand the you know the context behind it. Because I once said this to Romy, like you know, when, when he said something about white knighting and all that, well, I said white knights, what about black bishops? And he laughed. He understood the concept. It's a chess joke. Does that mean we have to have shills come over on our show? To, to, to bash me over a little joke, or and, and does this mean we have to have these shills of AEW to bash over one guy's joke because of AEW somewhat copying off of someone when they clearly say they don't? You're going by plain test, reading something and hearing something from someone in person are different. Hmm. Good point. Yet. We playing chess. Chess. Oh my God, David, you and your spelling. 
But yeah, a lot of people, I don't understand what is the problem with having somewhat of a sense of humor. I've seen a lot of people like Romy, he's, he, he busts my balls a lot. So does Mike. So does a lot of people. And do I fire back? Well, I do sometimes, but not all the time. But at least I know I get the concept. It's a joke. He he was saying he was joking like as soon as he kept continuing, as soon as he was, when he was replying to people that were taking it liter literal. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Hold on. Yeah, you see, he said, someone said, Ed, get him, J.D., and then after that, he says, oh, I don't care. It makes my night to see how many can't take a joke. And that's all it was. It was just a joke. I didn't see any harm from that photo. But either way. I'm getting real sick and tired of people who think they need to protect an entire company because they love the, the shows. I love AEW. I'll admit that. But I'm not going to pretend like, you know, I've got to be a, a knight in shining armor to protect it like a mark. That's not me, and that's never going to be me. Hey, hey, I've got to keep checking when networks to work, sis. <laughs> it's the most remarkable word I've ever seen. I just think, you know, that if people don't get the context of, you know, a joke, then I'm sorry. They, they were being too oversensitive. And this is why we, the internet's so stupid nowadays. Like you can't have, yeah. you can't, you can't go without having to tell one small little joke. And then all of a sudden, someone takes it out of context, you know? Yeah, it all depends on the context on the joke. I understood the context. I mean, and, he, and you know what? Here's the thing. He didn't even have to say that it was just a joke. I mean, like, he doesn't have anything, anything to prove. But just the people's replies, on the other hand, that's what really, you know, was taking it way out of proportion. But either way, I mean, I'd post all these screenshots, but I don't know if Facebook would let me because I don't know if I could cause a massive overload load to the internet. But with that, with that being said, some people need to grow some thick skin. That's all I got to say. Well, not me. It's completely different. And for those of you who feel offended whenever I say the word Black Bishop, I humbly apologize. Well, I'm offended. That's because you're chicken. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I mean, um, I did. I I love uh, Church's chicken. Yeah, I love Church's chicken too. But then again, would you love it on a Sunday day morning or Wednesday evening? Oof. My Catholic instincts is kicking in. Stranger danger. Anyway, that's. And by the way, you know what? Speaking of chess, if people wants to take what I say out of context, let me show you something. 
Look what I got here. Oh. See? Literal chess pieces. I'll beat that one. What? You know what I'm going to say? I call a race car because they're not black. They're brown. Brown. And checkmate. And you know what? That, I think you I'm know what? Ibar's lucky. You have <laughs> you you get to have, have these pieces, but the but there's no black pieces. Race card. Race card. <laughs> I know, I know what we're gonna do after the show. <laughs> I like Popeye's like, is, chicken. Oh my god! It's like that one. Louisiana fast. It's like that one. That that one Pixar show with that old guy was like playing chips with himself. But anyway, that's gonna be it for my topic. That's a, mm. oh, that's all right. Oh wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Wait, the Snow White Queen knows how to play chess. Well, I know which I know which uh, chess piece I know which side of the chess pieces she would be, and I know which one you'd be too. <laughs> I'm going for the stallion. <laughs> the stallion. <laughs> By the way, I've been thinking of a idea as of late, and the thing is, it's a thing called Knight Rider for like a character name, but the problem is, I can't tell if I should use it or not, because I've looked up the meaning behind it in regards to, you know, of what it's been known in the past, but it was also known as a fairy chess piece, and no, I'm not trying to sound like a fairy chess game, whatever it is, saying that there was a Knight Rider for an upside-down horse, and then all of a sudden... But as for um, oh. the other meaning behind it, it means like, you know, for like abusing black people. And I don't really want to know if I should use that or not. So there are two yeah. different types of ways to do it. But explaining it, it's based off the fairy piece would be very, you know, complicated and no one would really get it. But yeah. Um, who wants to go next? We're doing we're just doing, you know, like. Free for all. Who wants to go next? Like, raise your hand if you want to go next or whatever. Ah, oh, Eric, you did it. You did it first. <laughs> Eric. Eric. Your mic's muted. All right. Oh, sorry about that. Must have there you go. All right, thank you very much. I, was, I didn't know I was muted. Okay, thank you uh, very much. Uh, I want to address this. Um, as you know, over the past few weeks here on Rant and Rave and on live streams with Jordan and all that, I've been bugged by a couple of individuals. Oh, no. Uh, I, I to, and and to, be, uh, to do some big, beefy twerking. Oh, and I keep no. saying, no, 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 no. No, it gets better. It gets better. Yeah. Well, so finally, so these two individuals, Tisha Nutu and Jive, they've been the ones that have been bugging me. They finally subscribed to me on, on, on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. And then I said, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to prove a point. 
of why I don't twerk. <laughs> so I have decided to do make an attempt at twerking. And I said to them, and I, and yet, if you want to watch the video, Uriel, it is, you go to my channel, WEML TV channel 77, and it will be final thoughts of May 2022. All right. I, all right. That's what, it doesn't name the title, just to let you know. And I thought, and I'm not going to lie, that was, I, you know, listen, Jordan, you're not the only one. All right. I did not want to do this, to be honest with you, but I said, I'm going to prove a point. Why I don't think you work. Oh, it's Pride Month. <laughs> Shut it, Jordan. That's not what I'm trying to prove a point here. I'm trying to prove a point. Do you mind? Let me prove Okay, my okay, point. okay. Go ahead. I'm seeing rainbows everywhere. All right. Anyways, so I said, guys, I'm going to do something I never thought I would do was attempt at twerking. So I tried to twerk. And you know, I said, guys, this is why I don't twerk. I can't do it. I cannot do it for the life of me. I told, I told I five point reason why I don't want to do five five reasons why I don't twerk. Again, refer to my video. So I'm too old. I'm too, uh, you know, I can't do it. I got no rhythm. I'm not in good shape. I don't, I think it's stupid. All right. But Hey, kitty. Nice kitty. Oh, kitty. Kitty, kitty. kitty, 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 kitty. I like cats rule. Anyways. So, so, but I want to thank Tishinotu and Jive for actually understanding why I won't twerk with them. All right. I'm surprised they, I'm surprised they, they have a functioning brain to understand. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, so anyway, so. So I got my five point reasons, but I want to thank uh, Tisha New Two One um, One Four Five and Jai for subscribing to my YouTube channel. What you mean by that? And I do apologize. And I'm going. To, I did apologize ahead of time. I apologize ahead of time. I twerk. I will never ever twerk again. All right. The next time a twerk will be hell freezing over. Whoa! Hell freezer. Not only that, the, the next time I would twerk. It'll be the it'll be the day I get married to somebody like Eo Shirai or something like that. That ain't happening. That is not happening. All right, no more twerking. No more twerking for Eric Lima. Eric Lima doesn't do twerk. I'm old school. I'll do funny dances and crazy dances and have a good time. And drop your pants. That was an accidental thing, Jordan. <laughs> You know I'm oh, never going to let you live that down. You know that, right? Uh, it was an accidental thing. Oh. I do apologize for that. You think yes, I'm Michael. Come on, people. Oh, my goodness. What? Everybody's lost their minds. Let me tell you. Uh, I've been losing my mind because a lot of people in my city have lost their minds. All right? What do you mean Everybody's by that? Lost their, huh? What do you mean by that? Everybody in your city's lost their minds. What are you talking about? The stupid city hall. All right? I uh, we have a traditional festival every year, every July, called the Wednesday Festival. They have right. wrestling and they have all that. They want to decrease the hours about nine to eight o'clock because of uh, you know, because we our city is like riddled with crime sometimes. Uh, and, and and I just it is yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks, David. So I 
So I and then they and then they, the park board won it because this is what got the, the festival almost killed in the first place. And the new president was not very happy and all that. Yeah. So and so people like to drive me crazy for it. Uh, so I'm like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of our festival. And like all the other festivals, all oh, we get to nine o'clock and later. Oh, not the Wellness City Festival at Bowman Park. No, let's go to eight o'clock. Really? Some of our politicians are a little loopy in the brain. Yeah. Hey, uh, Chuck Jose, second channel. There'll be no more twerking from me. No more twerking. So nobody asked me to twerk anymore. All right. Done. I'm 45 years old. I can't twerk for a hell of beans. All right. Like At least said, that one was actually pretty, you know. What was something, you know, for everyone to just know that at least you attempted and <laughs> nobody has to ask you anymore. But you look yeah. like somebody that was humping up and down in an online session of Call of Duty. Exactly. <laughs> it looks like I was humping. Like that one, like the one guy that, that tried to be edgy, Jordan. You thought Eric was 50. Holy crap. David, you just hey, went like that. 50 years old. David, you, thought, you call us the score. How dare you? How David thought, bro? What is up with that, bro? Oh, oh, hold on. Dave, how dare thought you? Eric was 50, and I thought David was 69. Oh. I thought Eric was 69 until, until you know, David said 50. Oh, my God. Oh my but God. still, I got to you, Lauren. You did. You I did the like right thing. Oh, David. <laughs> sure, you sure you didn't have to prove anything to them, but I will agree that you wanted to showcase why you can't twerk and. Yeah, exactly. That's why. That's why you know. But you know what? Uh, like I said, uh, Tisha new to and Jive are more than welcome to be subscribers on my Facebook page. Not Facebook. Uh, YouTube. Uh, don't want to thank them for that. No, Brandon as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah, see. Fuck you, David. Lauren, thank you for You're the acting like a damn two-year-old. There you go. That's more and like it. David is 2021. Yeah. yeah. That's the, um, it's too old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm too I'm too old. Yeah. No, I was talking about David was 2021. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. I do apologize for all those who saw me do, do the worst twerking attempt in my entire life. It, does all, are you sure? Not, you all? Nine, not, 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 not in the next nine years, you little bitch. <laughs> 18. Which 18 are you talking about? Android 18 or my age? <laughs> Remember, this guy calls him, he calls us the squirts. 18? Well, which 18 you're talking about? Andre 18 or I'm 18? 21. 22 in a couple of weeks. Oh, this is my fault. I can tell. Because I just said 18 like a couple years ago. So, yeah, I'm 45. I'm old. I'm old school. I don't twerk. Never going to twerk again. I'm 26. I'm old school. I'm not even close to your age. Yeah, exactly. I'm more old school. You know, I'm going back 80s here. I haven't seen this much aging since George Jessel passed away. <laughs> Anyways, like I, I said, I haven't seen another another uh, pale white man since you know Michael uh, Michael Jackson passed away until I met you, Mike. Like uh, I was I was about to hear Michael Jordan. <laughs> J Jackson, there's oh. too many MJs. I, I swear. 
Okay. Oh, look like I'm playing with like blocks. blocks. <laughs> Anyways, bottom line is, guys, I do I apologize for the worst attempt at twerking. You'll never see it again. And I'm sure Tisha Nutu and uh, Tisha, um, Tisha and Jai won't bother me about it anymore. Like I said, both both gentlemen are welcome to be subscribers on my YouTube channel. And uh, like I said, I apologize. Forgive me. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's next? Ah, Ibarra, you raised your hand. All right. I'm in. Now, uh, if, it's, oh, if this thing can load up. <laughs> now, nah, just use it on my computer. Well, I was going to talk about is the... Um, the Mona Lisa has been um, vandalized by uh, someone smearing with a cake. What? What? What happened? Somebody vandalized okay. with a cake. Okay, here. Okay, here it is. Man dressed. Man as old woman throws cake at, at the Mona Lisa. <laughs> I don't like this piece. I'm gonna throw a cake at it. <laughs> May I ask what kind of color was the frosting and what flavor? Oh, you want you really want me to be canceled? Oh Just no! Is there... Tell me what was it? What was the frosting and what was the flavor? <laughs> well, I don't know about the. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> I might be okay now. Great. Now you got to I want to know what was the frosting and the flavor of the freaking cake. Well, I don't know about the flavor, but the color of the frosting? It's white. <laughs> and guess what? Frosting doesn't have protein in it. Oh. <laughs> and, and on Pride Month of all months, it's loud and Roby's coming. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it coming? David sponsored by Huggies diaper. Don't get the Flintstones vitamins, Marnie. Marnie, my pebbles. Three pebbles. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Those vitamins, Huggies, and Biggie blocks. But I'm starting my Fisher Press. <laughs> yeah, but damn it, what, what do you call? Uh, what do you call David when he comes to those strip club and realizes he's not on the list? Fisher Price. Surprise! Okay. What happens when you insult me? Everybody's gonna come after you. There yes. You Call me eighteen, Sports which I love that character in Dragon Ball. I got, I got, I got one for you. Hey, boo David three thousand network brought to you by Samsung. Samsung. David three thousand network sponsored by Happy Gilmore. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Debate of the century. Yes. Um, oh man. Hey, hey, hey David, the Celtics lose. It's your fault. Anyway, what 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 more was it after they they after the frosting got on, on Mona Lisa? I mean, like, was it literally thrown there, or was it vandalized by someone up close? Okay, it says right here on the BBC: man disguised as an elderly woman in a wheelchair has thrown cakes at the Mona Lisa. <laughs> the piece, which was undam undamaged, was left with white cream smeared across the across the protected glass. The perpetrator seen wearing a 
a wig and lipstick, urged people to, to think of the earth while being, being left from the scene. The incident on Sunday was described by witnesses as being jaw-dropping. Wait, who was it? Who who was the who was the perpetrator? You okay. said something about, about red lipstick and all that. He was uh, it's okay. It's um Luke Sun Sunberg, I think that's his name. Luke Sunberg, you just made the list, pal. Wait, what? A male actually a no, woman? No. Yeah, uh, oh wait, oh wait, wait, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. It's um Okay, this is the right one. It's a some 36-year-old man. <laughs> so that means we so so let me get this straight. I was right then on Pride Month of all the of all months, and it vandalizes vandalizes a, a legendary art piece with white frosting. I know that's turning a lot of men wrong right now. And and then all of a sudden. It has to be a cross dresser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Happy Pride Month. That's it for this episode. Good night, everybody. David 3000 sponsored by Banana Splits and Romper Room. <laughs> banana Splits. La, 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 la. Banana, two, banana, three, banana, four. four. Gonna punch you right out the door. Oh. <laughs> But anyway, so he got so he got apprehended to say the least. Did they take mug shots of him? Well, so far, well, I don't. I'm not seeing like any um, pictures of the of the person. But well, there was a witness. Mug David's mug. However, there was a witness, and the, this is the Luke guy. It says the crowd begins gasp, gasping as we. And we looked up and saw and saw a man in a wheelchair dressed up as an old lady ran up to the painting and started punch punching it before smearing all smearing the cake all all over it. The twenty the twenty year old told the P P A news agency. about took about a ten to fifteen seconds for the Felicia Nubian Queen. Felicia, what up, girl? How'd you do? Oh, Felicia. You just came in at a crazy Next time. Junior. We were talking about some guy dressed up as an old woman's uh, smearing paint. Uh, smearing wait, wait. Let me ask you this one question: Are you what was the name of this guy? Guy again? What the person who saw so who saw yeah. like um okay the person who saw like um everything happening it's called um no Luke no no no, 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 no. perpetrator oh. what was that guy's name again Luke it, it doesn't it doesn't say the name oh really well, if it if it's Robbie Rotten I'll be shocked. <laughs> Robbie, Robin. Now look at this devil. Get out your phone. We are number one. Oh, oh, oh my God. Here's a little trickery. This is going down in history. They don't want to get this white frosting and smear all over it. Hey, Mona Lisa, get fat. Get fat. Okay, this says right here. It took about 10 to 15 seconds for the security to actually take the man. The man. If they take the man away, but the crowd seems seems to panic a little bit. It was jaw dropping. It was a lot a lot to take in considering how historic the Mona Lisa is. The moment was was one in a million. Yeah. And when did this take place again? Yesterday? Actually, three days ago. Ah, oh, so it, well, yeah. three days shy before the month before this month hit. Well, still oh wait, no, 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 no. It was on May May twenty ninth. Oh. Still, it was, it was close to home, you know. 
this past Sunday, then. But I'm right all the yeah. same. Oh. Oh, Actually, man. let me see if I can find like the um, like the the guy who um ruined the painting. <laughs> because now now I'm really I'm now I'm really am curious about this. Yeah, look it up. Look it up, Ariel. Tell it shows what you, it tells you. I mean, I'm gonna look that up too. Right, dude who ruined it was the funniest thing ever. When I read when I read this, I felt I felt disappointed, yet I was laughing. Let's because the see, guy was um, a dresser. You just pissed me off, David. Say Dennis, thanks a lot. He just posted on the bumbling dickheads. Eric Lewis, yeah. Jerome Lambert, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to kick your ass, David. And you're saying that Nick Jr.'s for me. Yeah, but Nick Jr. could go lick his ass for all I care. Nick Jr. is just for well, me. David, well, David, say, Dennis, your spelling is the weakest link. Goodbye. Yes. I, I think you check on the Rick Stewart is. Okay, I'm not, I'm not seeing the name of the person. Okay. Here. For the person's name not being revealed... They're either protecting his image or they're trying or the fact that it was really closer to Pride Month, they're trying to make sure that the person's not identified. You know does, I mean? That mean, does that mean we have to use the, the whole pronoun thing, the they and them? What wait, wait. So we're supposed to refer to them as symbiotes on Venom? <laughs> okay. Rating Rainbow. We. Oh, well, Gary will be very happy with Dennis. I know with Dennis, uh, with David, because he's uh, you know, Gary's twenty five years old. Well, yeah, he's right about that. Gary is twenty, you know, because I think Gary is uh, is a year younger than I am. I'm, I'm not. I'm not seeing the name. That's weird. Well, it's it's okay, it's Hold on, wait a minute. Stop right there, Romy. I, that's kind of an insult towards David comparing him to Amber Heard or Amber Turd. I mean, like, don't do that to the poor lad. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I can understand that. Still, still like, I, I'll, still give, I'll still give a chuckle. <laughs> but it doesn't say the name of the guy. That's weird. And I'm, and I'm looking at the more recent news. Is he actually 25? Yeah. I'm I'm 26. He's 25, you know. I think he'll be 26 in November. Oh, little twinsies. Well, I'll be 27 in in July. Well, next oh. month. Oh, so funny. Oh, at the end at the end of the month I'm going to be um well, I'm actually going to be I'm um, 22. But <sighs> Maybe a time moves on, it will reveal the guy who um who um ruined the paint, ruined the Mona Lisa with the cake. But my God, if that is if that's not if that is not the most um wicked yet hilarious story if I've ever heard. I don't know what is. A guy dressed as an old lady throws a cake at the at the. Maybe, maybe, they, you know, someone made wanting. a video of that. I think I think there might be a I think there might be a video of that. Like. Oh, I don't bloody like this. It was one of the nice of Ollie in the wheelchair. I bloody don't like this painting. Painting. Okay, I got a cake. Hey, Mona Lisa, get fat. I just asked that question. I want to know what kind of cake answer. it was. 
it was it was it was it was obviously white cake with white frosting. That's a, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't reveal the guy of the it doesn't reveal the guy like the name and it doesn't reveal what type of cake it is. All it just shows the from what I'm seeing, it just only shows like the picture of like the uh, like the Mona Lisa all getting smeared up by the cake, and that's it. Mm. Like judging, but since it's in Paris, since this is in Paris, France, like probably I don't know, like um, probably like um, like a French um, cake, something like that. Mm. I could ask you the same question. Well, here, wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, I forgot that the Mona Lisa's in France. Well, that all, well, that makes sense that because they're in France. Mm. Yeah, everything is product. Pro yeah, and everything I, is. Um, Inspector Clouseau. I mean, I think he's had a cross dress once or twice. <laughs> Inspector Clouseau. Does he dub bites? No. Oh, I think he does not bite. That's not my dog. Do you but get that? Way, so did you? But either way, um. So, what do you uh -oh. plan on doing? Do you plan on revealing the name and the and the flavor next week or this Saturday? Because I can't tell which one you're planning. Okay, until the review, like um, who, like who did it and what type of cake it is, I'm gonna have to like um wait until the timer's ready because as of now, like it only just mentions like um, like some guy like throwing like cakes at the. The Mona Lisa and that's it. Like they don't really give like that much details. Well, last time get more info. Okay. Does it make sense since this is in France? <laughs> makes sense since this is in France since everything is pro like um re really pro, pro really sexual there. We oui, we oui, monsieur. <laughs> Provocative. Uh, there you go. That's the word. So who's that? Or either dad is either dad doing like a comedy version of um the Da Vinci Code. David's got an idea. Oh, good lord! Every time you have an idea, David, you weaken the nation. That's the problem, David. You, you're you're thinking. Why, why do you think there's smoke coming out out of your ears? <laughs> anyway, who's next? Is between Brandon and Mike because us read it. Provocative, yeah, that's a big right. word. I'll, okay, I'll go. All right. Well, and I know everyone knows that I'm going to be talking about is Rosalind three for night one and night two. <clears throat> and that event, though, from us for this past weekend itself, my God, it was great. I saw some pictures. Lucky you. Yeah. I mean. For night one, though, I, you know, it was great. You know, I'm not going to get to spoil everything, but I would say go watch it on IWTV, where it's currently on demand as of right now. And, I mean, those matches were good. I got to say, you know, the most important one I saw was uh, Maki Ito and Mia Yim. Pretty good matchup for that International Princess title. You know, I would say, and even the, oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. You know, Taya and Willow match, though, even though uh, the ropes broke and all that, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was kind of worried at first. So I was like, oh, my God. <clears throat> I was gasped. I was like, whoa. 
and hopefully she was okay, and she was, thank God. And then after that, though, of course, Envy Young came out, though, you know, and then started talking away, though. It's like, this is live TV. Shit happens. And it does, for the fact. However, they want to get into a street fight, though. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then when I was at, when I was doing the, doing some signings and all that, I actually got to sign a few hundred, couple, 200 of these bad boys, you know, for, for those posters since we were a sponsor for that show. But, you know, my gosh. And then there's that one guy, though, that he's actually uh, re referencing that I was. I looked like from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. Excusez-moi. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Yes. I'm not joking. I'm like, oh my god. I was laughing at, and they were dissing at that. I was like, wow. I was like, I'll give props to that. I was like, I'll take that as a compliment, though. I'm like, well done. But yeah, I mean, had a fun time. I got to sell a couple, actually got to sell a shirt and then a pin though for night one, which I made some good money on that one. And and then which oh come on. But either way, uh I actually got this autograph though with surprise, motherfuckers. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> what is this? What? I what? Get a lot of this. Facebook, I'm so done with you. Yeah, but what either way, uh, I mean, all that aside, though, uh, I actually got to meet Maki Ito, and I actually got a pick with that as well. I was like, oh my god, that's really cool. Go again with this shit. Yeah. Wait, 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 hait on. Uh, I'm sure screen. Before you continue, what's going on? I'm sure. I'm sure screen right now. Hold on, hold the phone, folks. I, I I highly doubt we're gonna like this. Yeah. Wait. Get rid of the get rid of the the, the thing because it's hiding you and Eric. Oh, hold on. Up. Oh. Um, now it's hiding all of us. I mean. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. A group participant shared a comment that goes against the community standards on violence and incitement. What I mean, come on. What? All I was just doing was joking around. That was it. I mean, come on go. now, guys. Here we go again with this shit. First it was first it was Facebook taking like um Ben's comment, like jokingly saying, I'll kick your ass, and now this. Yeah. Wait, wait, what did you even say? I just said, I was like, David, I'm going to kick your ass for this. Any oh, like, again? Yeah. Again with this? Oh my God. I mean, that's all I just said, though. That was it. 
But yeah. Well, unbelievable. But yeah, I'm gonna have to get that back on there. Let's continue on with the show. That that is embarrassing. Yeah, it is. yeah. Same thing. Yeah, same thing happened with Ben. Yep. Let's see if I can remove it. Right to censors back at it again. That's funny. Yep. And with that though. And who's your I idol? Idol Tyler, Stevie Wonder. I actually got a pick with Maki Ito. Great. And it's really cool. It is. She's. She must be really cool in real life. Yeah. I mean, in person though, she, she is a sweetheart though. I mean, my God. Oh my God, she'd be a sweetheart around me too. <laughs> she probably embraced the American way. I was probably watching a lot of Samuel L. Jackson movies too. Because she's anything mother effort. Because you know, that's really cool. Oh yeah, and it was though. But then, uh, then night two came along though. Actually, again, signed some more po- signed some more posters, handing out more business cards to advertise the show itself. Did you which, make it? Uh, did you yeah. sell any T-shirts and other merchandise other than the business cards? I did. I did one for the uh, shirt on night one and the pin for uh, the same scenario for night one. And actually, you know, on night two, I only sold one shirt. So for this past weekend, two more shirts and even the pin, though. Which is a little better, though, which is actually, you know, thanks a credit to Jesse on that one to give a more of a variety than just the one. I think Stevie Wonder and I could, could see eye to eye on things. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But then, of course, I mean, and then the night two with the death match, though, Rosie death match. My God. It was fucking crazy, man. I was like, light tubes and all that shit. You know, the doors, you know, with the uh, the cutout can and all that with the sharp shit. I know those kind of matches with the light tubes. Yeah. And even the doors as well. I was like, oh, my God. That so was basically, like- someone, you're, you're hitting, every, hitting your opponent everything except the kitchen sink. Yeah, basically. That would have been funny if they actually had a kitchen sink to use as a weapon. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I have to say. And then, he, and then, I mean, Akira was eating the freaking, uh, the forensic light tube. I was like, oh, my God. Wait, he was eating the what? The forensic light tube. He was eating the forensic. I'm not kidding, Jordan. Oh, my God. I mean, I saw the aftermath. I'm like, good fucking God. This guy, this guy is like George the Animal Steel, only he's going after light tubes and not turnbuckle, you know, pads. Yeah. And even when he did, though, with the, the light tube, he did this, though, on his head. I was like, oh, my God. Yo. I mean, Drexel, though, I mean, good gosh. Long time death and death matches, though. My word. But, the, you know, and however, the matches, you know, with, uh, of course, Miyu and Maki, great match, though, I got to say. Very well done. You know, and then, of course, to start off the show, 
Bandito and Shelly for the title. It was great. Then, of course, us fans got to sing, you know, when Tom Lawler came out with the uh, Kiss from a Rose by us by Seal, and then, and of course, Violence is Forever. Kevin Koo and Dominic Greeny came out with a Zombie by the Cranberries. I had fun. I mean, good gosh. And then after that, though, night number two, though, I actually got an autograph by one Bandito. Bandito, former Ring of Honor world champ. Yeah. Well, I mean, well the last Ring of I think he was the last Ring of Honor champ before it got, you know, purchased by Tony Khan, I believe. Basically. And speaking of which, there is a photo of me and Bandito. Actually, pretty great, though, I got to say, man. My God. And then also got a. Uh, an, one more autograph, which is a uh, Miyu Yamashita. Oh, nice. Yeah. And even uh, also uh, got a pick with Miyu Yamashita. There you go. Great, great, great woman to talk to, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, which I had fun talking, you know, getting the talk, you know, all those other things. But I cannot wait to be back there for Portland soon rather than later, but I don't know what's next for me, but potentially I may do a sponsorship probably for Relentless Wrestling back in uh, for uh, in July, though, up in Spokane. And then I would get some more uh, varieties. I all, And also, I forgot to mention, uh, I also uh, got myself a uh, promo pick for the first time which I'll go ahead and look that up now of myself. Ah, my very first promo pick that I'm going to be using it for uh, autographs as well. Oh, well, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, with that, I had fun overall in Portland. Hopefully I can go there again pretty soon. But that, yeah, that'll be the end of my time. All right, Michael. Well, I guess I'm right. made of the show, huh? Wait a, minute. Yes. Wait, a wait a minute. I heard Ibarra is, is going to get in the ring and wrestle somebody for the, for the channel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Well, first off, reading Rainbow, exactly what you called David and Alex Paris when they both fail at loss levels. Second of all... Oh, oh, oh. Butterflies in the sky. I can go twice as high. Speaking of David, I want to thank you for po pointing this out to me before we, we went on today. Today is the second annual Hulu Garrick Day for Major League Baseball. And, uh, of course, everyone knows about ALS, also known as Luke Garrick's disease. And just yesterday, they, they announced that the Sean M. Healy and AMG Center for ALS and at Massachusetts Charitable Hospital, well, is the beneficiary for all charitable fundraising efforts centralized by the, the commissioner's office for to, to support the fight against ALS. Individual clubs will continue to, to work directly with and fundraise for national and local organizations that have 
historically supported. And, and additionally, fans can, can donate directly to the Healy Center for ALS at MLB.com slash for ALS. Beginning on June 2nd, MLB will run a special charitable auction at, at auctions.mlb.com to benefit the Healy and, and the AMG Center for ALS. The auction will, will feature 30 autographs and, and authenticated Luke Gehrig, a commemorative baseballs, one for each MLB club. As part of this auction, fans committed on a priceless New York Yankees experience. This experience presented by MasterCard will benefit the Healy and AMG Center for ALS and includes an opportunity for 10 people to, to attend a private meal with a former New York Yankees player on August 19th, complete with tickets to a New York Yankees game that evening. The Healy and AMG Center is also supported by, by spreading ALS awareness, also also known as Salsa for Cure, a grassroots campaign created in 2016 by MasterCard employees to, to raise ALS awareness and funds for effective treatment methods. The priceless New York Yankees experience is available starting tonight. And this is an absolutely uh, great way to help support the fight against ALS. When, it, when you talk about his luckiest man alive and when he thanked the good Lord for becoming of a New York Yankee. This is just absolutely incredible. And that's going to end the show right there. Yeah. And thanks to Davis yeah, Dennis for pointing that out. Uh. I Bowie Barr wrestles the great Kelly. <laughs> I'd love to see that in action. Uh. Either way, well, that's going to be it for this. For this, you know, um, two-hour and 50-minute edition of the Rainery Podcast episode 138. And if you liked it, give it a thumbs up. If you missed your chance to live chat, comment down below and give us your thoughts and opinions on this episode. Also, be sure to subscribe if you want to see more content. And also, if you're new to the channel, go ahead and hit the notification bell. So that way you'll be notified when Brandon does an upload on a premiere or a live stream like this at all times. Same goes for WEML TV channel 77, um, Ibarbro Studios, Michael Bombardier, and yours truly, the young blood outsider, Jordy Scow. And tomorrow night, I will be doing more live reactions on AEW Rampage, the, go the fallout from Double or Nothing and Dynamite. That being said, God bless you all. Have a great night and stay healthy for your better day tomorrow. Now, if you excuse me. I got to go eat a pizza and make sure I don't end up like Johnny Depp and getting another, you know, um, lawsuit with Amber Heard. So, good night, everybody. Yeah. And tune in next time for yet another Grand Lady Rent and Raid podcast. Yay! Don't forget to follow these social medias. And for that, keep on ranting and raving. And good night, do it, Bob Sayer.